Yes. What it look like out? Trying to show these niggas, man. It's that street fan, man. We grab that song. Yeah, I'm with a hundred and one niggas We Dalmatian doggy beef And a fly with the tongue So if you feelin' froggy, leave Kermit, you better think before you rip it Don't be murdered over your song Before you ad lib it I pop up like a zibbit But given I'm at your cribbage Not to put no fucking fish tanks in your civet Fuck getting your ride pimp You'll get hog tied when Have you in the trunk curled up like fried shrimp It's been a good year Maybe I should ride with limit Cause your boy just stay above the game They trying to tag him, spray your brother frame But your shots can't reach me, I'm way above your aim Go ahead nigga, say another name Take the family for a joke, play them way in brother games And I'ma get you sucker, I be scheming with this Keenan Aiming with this Damon, I'm putting that major pain in My little man is on ya, Marlon is Sean ya Lay the beef on his noodle, make some Luga lasagna 40 cal fettuccine, trade pound pasta You reach for this medallion, you must like Italian, nigga you only see me pushing if the driver's tired I work the S6 ever since the 5 retired The drop top, they say it's ocean drive inspired So you can call a cab once your bitch fall for fast Welcome to the Yakuza Kick Radio Hot Tag Podcast Collaboration Show Company. I'm your host, J-Cat Morris. With me is Shaheen. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm fucking burned out from wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Like 85 hours of it within 48 hours, if that's possible. That's crazy as hell, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nutty. But, uh, J.K., we obviously got three shows to get into. We're going to get into hybrid wrestling. We're going to get into GCW's worst behavior. We're going to get into Beyond Wrestling coming to the Northeast New Jersey for the first time and doing denim recruits but before that we got a couple uh two two different topics as far as little news bits um let's get into this real quick leo rush man what's what's going on with this dude yeah well um he had posted some shit um i guess the wwe released emma and um who did they release emma summer ray and darren young yep yep so leo rush tweeted um I guess these are things that happen when you're not truly ready for Asuka. I need, you know, tagged Asuka, whatever. Um, which, I mean, is is somewhat of like talking like a work, like, oh, you know, you couldn't handle it. But she realistically got, you know, cut. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, that, that had a lot of responses, um... You know, Bray Wyatt said, you're not going to make it here with the Wolves, kid. Uh, Xbox said, sad to see this from you. Um, you know, there was a lot of people that said a bunch of different shit. And um, I, I just think, you know, he, he shouldn't really be in a place to say that type of shit. Like, he just got there. Like, you got to be some level of humble. I've always had, like, a bad opinion on this dude. I mean, he's a tremendous athlete, one of the best out there, really. But I've had a bad opinion on this dude just from my interactions with him as, you know, just being some fucking podcast dude, which, you know, my thing has always been like, if you don't want to come on the podcast, not interested is as simple as that. And I wouldn't shit on you. I wouldn't consider that like, oh, this guy's a dick. Like, yeah, some people want to do it. Some people don't like Gresham said, yeah, I really don't do, you know, podcasts. If you want to do, you know, like a written deal, you know, we could do that. Send me some questions. You know, that type of thing. Um, And completely respectful, no problem. I had two interactions with Leo early on. I hit him up for it. And, you know, yeah, so, okay, yeah. uh, He was pretty much down to do it, but he said, you know, what time and this and that. I said, well, normally I do it like 9 o'clock Wednesdays, whatever. 
And he goes like, yeah, nine o'clock. I can't do anything that late. I kind of have a kid. And I'm like, kind of have a kid. And then I just like, I was kind of baffled by that response because I don't know what the fuck that means. I have three kids. Um, I understand everybody's situation is different, but to not be able to use the phone after nine o'clock because you have a kid, like I figured that would be the time you can be on the phone because the kid goes to bed. Right. I don't, I don't really understand what the fuck that means. So to me, I was just like, all right, don't worry about it, bro. Like I ain't going to stress you out with it. I mean, it seems like it's, a, you know, I said, never mind. And for a while, it was just kind of like a running joke when I'd see a Leo, Leo Rush matches. I'd be like, you know, he kind of has a kid, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, I was just like, it is what it is. Um, so then I waited a little bit more time um, and uh, a couple of years. Now, and it was before he got signed or anything like that. But I um, I hit him up again. And because he, he had posted something like, you know, podcast, podcast inquiries, bookings, this and that, email me. So I said, fuck it, let me try this route, being he specifically said podcasts on there. So I emailed him and said, hey, man, you know, I know I tried to get you on in the past, but, you know, you said you're open to podcasts, this and that. Um, yeah, I'd like to have you on, you know, if, if at all possible. And he hit me up with this long corporate-ass email about, like, uh, you know, podcast bookings are $100 at no no more than 45 minutes and all of this shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be motherfucked. I'll be damned if I ever pay a motherfucker for a podcast. Like it is what it is. You want to do it, do it. You don't, you don't. I, I ain't on that level where I'm just start paying people to talk to them and shit. That, that's some, that's some old fucking, um, you know, some sex hotline shit. I don't, I don't know what kind of shit that is, man. I understand you think you're super famous, but I've talked to people who are way bigger than him status-wise. You know what I mean? Again, like, I'm taking nothing away from his in-ring ability and stuff, but for a guy that's only really been in the business a couple of years to be like, yeah, $100 to talk to me for 45 minutes, like, get the fuck out of here. I just think he's an arrogant kid. Um, hopefully he can get that shit under control. I don't give a fuck whether he does or doesn't. Yeah, I'm not the one who's employing him or having to deal with him, but... You know, he, he seems he seems a little ahead of himself. So his athletic ability will get him as far as you know he could possibly go. But I mean, I don't know. He might he might need to check his personality a little bit because shit is wild. I know people you know are gonna listen to this that you know work with him and shit and tell me oh he's a super nice dude and you don't understand. But I, I don't really give a fuck, man. That's just kind of like my perception of what I saw from from just trying to deal with him and then you know seeing how quick he is running off at the Twitter brand new signed into the WWE. I just feel like that's a little that's a little fucking brave. But what do you think? Good news, he definitely has a kid now because he put out a statement saying that he has a kid. So he's positive he has a kid now. So update yeah. on that. He definitely has a kid. And he has another think, one on the way. Yeah, but, kinda uh, has one on the way too. <laughs> kinda has one. Uh, yeah, but I I agree with you as far as like, you know, wrestler saying, Oh well like I know him backstage. He's a real nice dude. It's like, yeah, but I don't know him backstage. That's what you fail to realize. Like, I'm judging him from his interactions with the fans and how he, you know, yeah. acts in, in public. I don't know him backstage. I'm sure he's a nice guy backstage to you guys. But if he's gonna be a dick to the fans, like attitude gets you a long way, man. I mean if you you know, you go into the WWE if you have a shit attitude already, you got Bray Wyatt calling you out, you know, already saying, Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna fucking last year, kid. It's probably yeah. not a good move, man. You've been there like three weeks, dude. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I, I personally, I don't know, man. I, I didn't get offended by it. I didn't think it was like, I thought it was a really bad move. I didn't think it was really offensive or anything, but he's not the one that should be fucking around like that, you know? Nah. That's, that's something that like, 
I don't know, somebody that's that's friends with her, like, says, like, three months later, just fucking around once she knows that she's, like, over it. But literally an hour after that, like, she probably didn't even know who the fuck you are, dude. You probably didn't even brush shoulders with Emma. You know what I mean? You've been there three weeks in NXT. I don't think you ran across, you know, Darren Young or Emma or Summer Rae. I'm sure you haven't ran across because she's just been home for the last two years. But right. um, it's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's stupid on his part. I don't think it's a bright move. Um this honestly, I mean, again, this this is something that I can see a lot of these indie guys doing because a lot of them are like fucking around, thinking everything's a joke, everything's funny, you know. Dick flip that, dick flip this, you know. This is this is this is what it comes to, man. A lot of these dudes, they think uh, they are bigger than they what they are, you know. Yeah. And with Leo, like, uh, and again, he's he's fucking like nineteen, twenty years old, and to have this much success and get this much attention. I get why he's cocky. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember myself when I was 20 years old. I was fucking retarded. Yeah, me too. So, like, I, I get where he's coming from. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I think he you shouldn't be biting the hand that feeds you. If you're, if you're in a different position, you're in a much different position than I was when I was 20 years old. You know, you're in, you, you can potentially become a millionaire one day right now. Yeah. You know? When I, was in, when I was fucking 20 years old, I was in South Philly just hanging around fucking corners. You know, there's a difference between Leo Rush and somebody that's... That doesn't have that same opportunity, you know what I mean? So when you get that opportunity, man, you should probably change your life and mature a little bit, man. That's just part of it. like, you know, you give you get one opportunity, just fucking run with it. You drop yeah. the ball now, man. You're probably gonna have to wait ten years and become thirty years old to get another opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing dumb shit. That's that's a lot of you know, what I try to put in perspective when I'm thinking of these dudes that are wrestling. For the most part, they're kids to me. Um yeah, you know, I'm almost 40 years old, so I'm seeing these dudes that are running around 20-something years old not giving a shit about anything. Like, yeah, I didn't either. So, um, I, you know, to a certain extent, I get it. I mean, I'm still going to react to it the way that it comes off because, you know, I mean, if people were looking at me, you know, at my lowest points when I was acting like a dickhead and be like, look at his dickhead, I could look back now and be like, yeah, they were fucking right. But obviously at the time, I wouldn't have took it well. So, you know, I get it. But I, I think I think that situation is different than anybody else's. Once you you're presented with that you know dream job opportunity, no matter what age, I think common sense should kind of kick in and be like, okay, well this is it's time to go. It's time to stop fucking around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I can understand if you're 20 years old if you're trying to, you know, build your resume and build your career and you're still fucking around. But once you get that opportunity where it's like, oh shit, like this is it. Like it, it came already. You know, I'm two years in. This shit came already. I was in Maryland Championship Wrestling two years ago doing fucking cleaning the, the ring and shit. Now I'm here in WWE. This is yeah. your opportunity, dude. You, you fuck around now. I mean, that's all you, you know? Yeah, it's, you know. Again, I I, I can't really speak for his position because I, I couldn't imagine being where he's at at his age and shit. But, and, you know, uh, he's already posted an apology and people are going to say, you know, a bunch of shit to him. So I'm sure he's going to have to get it or not get it. But, you know, I mean, you think, I mean, years back, man, how long did it take fucking AJ Styles to get into the WWE? You know, like, dude, they didn't Samoa give a Joe. fuck about him. Samoa Joe, low key, all these. And low key should be a prime example. The dude got an opportunity and fucked around and, and lost it. And they will yeah. never look at him again. You know? Yeah. Loki's done. Loki, you'll never see Loki in NXT again because he has a shit attitude, apparently. You know? Yeah. And you go out there and you talk about TNA on WWE TV just because you feel like you're low key and you can get away with it. It's the same attitude that Leo Rush is doing right now, you know? Going in there feeling like, like oh, I'm, I'm on top of my shit. I go over with these fans. I'm, I'm going to be the shit here because I can do a, you know, 450 frog splash. I can fucking flip four times before I do a frog. Like, that's cute and all, but, you know. When it comes to business, man, they don't really want to invest in a guy that's that's got a shit attitude. 
Yeah, WWE isn't that impressed with anybody. I mean, you look at what just happened with Jimmy Jacobs, you know, to go outside, take a couple pictures with your friends and shit. And they're like, yeah, good. Go to fuck home. Go take pictures forever with the motherfuckers because you don't work here anymore. Yeah, so, go I mean, with those dudes. Yeah, go, they're a go machine, dude. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You need you need them a lot more than they need you, man. Right. I, I don't want to sound like a dick, but, dude, there's plenty of Leo Rushes out there. Okay? Like, look, look at Ricochet. You look at ACH. Yeah. All those dudes... That, a lot of them are doing the same flippy shit, man. Like, Ricochet is one of those dudes that seems like he has a good attitude. He's a nice dude. Yeah. You know, they can just kick you out and go for Ricochet, man. What difference does it make? You think you really think, like, WWE is going to cry? You think Triple H is going to cry over losing Leo Rush? Like, he's gonna be like oh, okay. Well, whatever. Good luck yeah. on the 90s, kid. Yeah, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get back into next week if there's anything else that comes out of it but don't be surprised if this guy's gone in two weeks maybe next <laughs> week we'll talk about him being booked as CCW again <laughs> yeah for a higher price because he was he was there for a minute yeah he was there he was there for two weeks so he's doing conventions charging 55 bucks a picture so you know yeah. you have that to look forward to but, $150 um, a podcast yeah, there you go but uh, <laughs> let's talk about CCW real quick man uh, yeah black and yellow infamous CCW um so obviously, like you know, if, if you listen to the to the THT show on Wednesdays, obviously got right into it already with the whole rant. But I want to get uh, JCat's thoughts on this because I pretty much already talked about it. But uh, basically, just to kind of paint a picture for you guys, CZW's Facebook went up and said, uh, you know, we're, we're doing a Q and A. Anything, ask us anything. Literally, you said ask us anything. You know, so people started saying stuff like, oh, when are you guys coming to Europe, and when like those are the type of questions they want. You know. So mm-hmm. I put up like five or six questions of, of things that I would have, that I think a lot of people want to know. It was like, for example, where the fuck are your tag team champions? No one knows who the fuck they are. No one's seen them. What happened with that? Why is there bed sheets on your wall? You know? Mm-hmm. And I guess some of this stuff offended them. So I went back to see if they got, if I got any responses and I saw that I can't see the post anymore. So clearly they, they blocked me. And uh, I asked people that were not blocked. I asked if, if my questions are still there. Like, nope, deleted all of them. So... Luckily, I, I, I had some screenshots because I wanted to send it to Jay to see, you know, to get his reaction on the questions because I, I, I thought it was hilarious that they fucking started deleting them. So I had the screenshots. So I put the screenshots up and I, you know, basically said, hey, like this, this is your CZW in 2017. You know, the combat zone that's known for having that edge and attitude is deleting fucking questions when they're saying ask us anything. Like if you can't mm-hmm. handle that, dude, that's pretty bad, you know. Yeah. But, um, and again, I, I've said this about DJ Hyde, like I don't like him as a booker. I actually, I really like DJ as a person. He's a really nice dude. Like he's he's always been great to me. But him, I, I don't want to see him involved with wrestling. I just don't. Just don't care for it. I just, I just don't think it's good in any way, shape, or form. But um, with the whole DJ Hyde thing, like he he's been on the shows with Jay. He's been on the show with me. He's had fucking questions that I'm sure he probably didn't feel comfortable with. But um, I give him credit. He he came on and takes the heat and fucking answers the questions. So. I figured if your owner is okay with answering these type of questions, why shouldn't the Q&A be, you know? Like, I, it's either DJ behind it or it's, like, one of the students or Nate, whatever the fuck that dude's name is. He's doing it. Yeah, Phil Stamper. Phil Stamper's a bitch. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't hear his name. I don't think he was behind it. I heard, like, That's Nate. Nate Stein. It's the same dude. He's got two different names. He's, he's okay. supposedly a wrestler, but he's not really a fucking wrestler because I've never seen him on a card. The ball Other than dude, maybe right? some shindies. Yeah. He goes by Phil Stamper and Nate Stein, so he's got two names and no fucking work. Great. But yeah, basically they, they deleted it, and I put a post up calling him out, and, and DJ actually hit me up. He was like, hey, dude, like I, I saw that you thought it was me that deleted it. He's like, I, I didn't even see the question. Like, I had no idea that 
this happened. And he was like, I'll make sure you're unblocked and, you know, I'll make sure your answers get questioned. I was like, dude, it's not even, like, I, I don't fucking care if I'm on the CZW Facebook, man. Like, I know when the shows are happening, second Saturday of the month. I don't, like, it doesn't matter. It's not like, it's not like CZW Facebook is popping and it's like you, you want to be a part of that. You know, there's nothing on there. So it really doesn't matter. For me, it was more, you know, like the, the principle of you saying, oh, ask us anything. But then we'll take a huge shit on you and avoid you as soon as it's, it rubs us the wrong way. Especially for, for people that, you know, support them, that, that fucking plug them. Like I said on the show, man, I'll probably spend thousands and thousands, just like yourself, on fucking merch, tickets, DVDs, VHS tapes, whatever the fuck case is, you know? So when you have people that, that spend money, man, like that, like, that thing's pretty shitty, man, to, to do that, you know? You're fucking, yeah. you're just shitting on your home crowd, you're shitting on your on your audience, and, um... Basically, DJ said he'll, he'll come on the show on Wednesday, and he was like, dude, ask, ask me anything, and we'll, we'll try to hash it out, and whatever you want to do. You know, I told him, I was like, dude, it's not going to be like a plugging show. Like, I'm, I'm, You can do your plugs and all that, but I'm, I'm really not interested in having anybody on to talk about the Wolf of Wrestling or any of that shit. I was like, I, I have questions if you want to answer them. Come on the show, but this is going to be a different interview. I have no interest in like, you know, talking about you know, why you didn't bring in the hooligans or whatever the fuck, you know. How I want to know why there's bed sheets on the wall. That's why I want to know. Why is there bed sheets on the wall? Yeah. You know, and he was like, no, those are, he was like, he was like, honestly, I think a lot of the questions you asked should be answered. He was like, a lot of it, like, is, is legitimate questions that I'd, I'd like to answer myself. I was like, all right, well, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'd like to see what you're going to have to say about bed sheets on the wall. So, mm-hmm. look forward to that on Wednesday. Hopefully, uh, he shows up. If he doesn't, yeah, that is what it is. But, um, he's never canceled before, so I'm, I'm guessing he'll be there. But, yeah. Never know. We'll see. But uh, mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts on this whole thing, man? Obviously, you saw the questions and everything that came from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, I've been blocked off from the CZW site or the CZW Facebook page for years for the same shit. <laughs> so uh, I, I just like forgot about it and um, never really made like a, a big deal about it because I just I, I've seen them as, as soft for years. Like they, they really have not operated the same type of business and the same type of rough edged even though, you know, they portray that and they still want to, like, hold on to that and tell fans, like, no, you don't even know what you're seeing, man. It's super tough. Like, no, it's not. Dude, I lived as a fan of this shit from 2001 on, and I've seen everything that CZW's done. Like, I went back and I watched the 99 to 2001, you know, shit that I missed once I got there in 2001. I've seen every fucking thing CZW's done. People want to say, you know, I'm critical. I shit on everything CZW. I, I call shit as I see it. I went into last show not giving a fuck about Brandon Kirk and put him over because I loved what the fuck he did out there. Same thing about Ethan Page. I was never a fan. I went into that shit. Not a fan, not expecting to like the match with, with Strickland at all and uh, putting it over because I, I liked what he did out there. Yeah, I mean, so people just they, they selectively listen to what I say and go, oh, he's just shitting on it. You know, all right, then, then feel that way. It is what it is. But I think I call the good for the good and the bad for the bad. There's a lot of fans out there that are just going to be um, just going to clap at everything. You know, rest in peace, Kevin Hogan. That was a dude who you would have happy and smiling through. From start to finish of the show, no matter how horrible the show was, those fans aren't easy to come by. And when it comes to me, I'm the polar opposite of that fan. Again, I, you know, he is the absolute best thing to have in the crowd because there's no way he's not leaving happy no matter what you do. Um, he'll support you night and day, and it doesn't fucking matter. Um, and, and that's great. You know, that's great if you're able to be that type of fan and, and be able to show up and just, just be happy at everything, no matter what the case is. Me, I've always been a critical person. Again, I'll be the one that tells you how good shit is when it's good. 
and you should take that as a compliment because clearly I don't see everything as good. When I see some shit as bad, I'm going to call it bad. I mean, it doesn't make any sense for you guys to be able to put on a five-star match, and then when we see a match that's not as good, it's suddenly not okay to say, hey, what the fuck, man? I'm, that, that wasn't as good. You know, that, that wasn't nearly as good as the other match I've seen. Or fucking Josh Crane jumped off the fucking turnbuckle and completely missed the dude who he's supposed to do a spike pile driver on. Like he didn't even touch the fucking guy. I'm not supposed to be able to say like, yo, that guy sucks. He can't even hit his fucking target. Dude runs the fucking ropes like shit. You know, when you see a certain guy do really good things and then another guy can't fucking pull it off. Oh, that guy should be called out for that. This is this is entertainment. And I feel like any form of entertainment is subject to criticism. You know, movie critics, they fucking go through all the fucking mishaps and all the things that they think aren't right about a movie. That's what the fuck they do. And if you're doing a podcast, that's your fucking job is to critique things. If you want motherfuckers that go on on a podcast and just read off results of things and fucking David Russell, their fucking interviews and just go, yeah, that was really good. Everything is really good. You know, like you're the best. You're really the best. And like, I, you know, I know, I know, I know. I mean, if you want that shit, Deathmatch Russell podcast, check it out. He's got like 85 fucking episodes in three months. Like, you know, it is what it is, man. And, and you know, you're going to get the blunt honesty from me. And I, I really don't care if people get butthurt to it. I've had enough people to hit me up to go, yo, I love your blunt honesty and fucking, you know, you're going to call it like you see it. Like, if I don't put on a good fucking show, I'm glad to hear you because you're not going to sugarcoat it. So that, that's the way I live life is I, I tell people how the fuck I feel, love it or hate it. So um, that's that's some shit that CZW's evolved into that they cannot they can't take that they don't like it they don't want to hear it. Um, Joey said himself, "You don't like it, just go watch something else." Well, I, I don't I don't really I don't really take to that type of um, response. I don't really get to the point where I, like I'm like, yeah, I don't like this, and they're like, "Good, well, don't watch it ever then." Like, nah, I'll, I'll watch it if I fucking feel like it, and if it's not up to my standards, I'll talk about it. I mean, it's just it's as simple as that. And if you don't like what I'm saying. Listen to something else. I mean, see how that goes both ways? It's 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 crazy, man. Everything, like I said, I'm almost 40 years old. So if you want to hear my opinion on some shit, hear my opinion on some shit. If you don't, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you could you got many, many options. You can go watch fucking 12-hour Teletubby marathon if you want, if that's what you want to do with your time. If you want to listen to me, don't get upset about what I say. I mean, it, you're kind of signing up for this shit. So, okay. I don't know. Quick couple points about about what you just said. Like one, I, I think anybody that that expects like wrestling podcasts to just put over everything and like you, you, I don't know what you expect from a wrestling podcast. You know, like we, we I feel like it's 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 our I don't want to say job because we don't want to pay for this shit, but like it's my job to kind of like challenge people when they come on the show because like sure like I, you and I may have you know access to, to a DJ Hyde or a lot of these wrestlers because, you know, you've known them in person, but a guy from Milwaukee that's never met them, if he contacts them, chances are they, they might not go on the show. You know what I mean? So there's, there's, I, I feel like it's, it's almost our job to ask those questions because a lot of people want to know those questions, knows those answers. And a lot of them can't ask those questions. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So if I have that opportunity to get you on, if I don't ask you that question, I feel like I have asked it. You know what I mean? Like if, if yeah. you're just coming on here for me to just say, Oh, I love this. I love that. It's not really, it's not really how you want to do a podcast. It's very boring, you know what I mean? Like that's 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 a podcast that I would unsubscribe to if you're just saying you love everything because clearly it's fake. It's not real, you know what I mean? Right. 
And I don't think um I don't think the criticism is even how we treat guests because I think we both treat guests extremely respectfully. Even though I've been you know criticized for shitting on everything, I don't think there's been a single guest that came on my show that was like, "Yo, he was he was a fucking asshole when I went on there." And I don't think there was anyone. I mean, maybe um maybe Bull Payne because that was back in my drinking days and I was so fucking hammered I couldn't remember what the fuck was going on and it was the worst interview I ever did and I apologized to him a bunch of times after that and he said, "No problem, isn't that?" But, um, I mean, I'm sure he thought I was an asshole at the time because I was fucking shit-faced. And, uh, you know, I could have been talking to anybody at that point. There was no legitimacy to that interview at all. But, you know, other than that, I really don't think that people come off thinking I'm an asshole there. I think it's more or less in the reviewing of shows where they want to hear a glowing review. Everyone wants to be part of something special. You know, so when they go out there and they, they, run, a, they run a show or they're part of a show or compete, whatever you want to call it, in a show um, – they want to hear people say all that that good shit, but you know, a lot of people, you know, said in the past as far as a product goes, you never you never grow off of just positive reviews. You know, you have to see something negative to build and and get better. Um, and I don't go out of my way to say some some negative, though people may think I do. I, I just I call it like I see it. And again, I mean, there's plenty of ass kissing podcasts, but somehow yeah, well, you're dude, I feel like if this. you have a I feel, I feel like if you have a business, you should focus on the negatives though. You know, like that's that's what you want to focus on. The yeah. positives are great, but that you already got that. Why not focus on the negatives? You, know, you try to silence the negatives, you're not gonna grow, dude. You're just fucking avoiding the issue. You know. Mm-hmm. And for yep. them, like the 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 really annoying thing about CZW is the way they like insult your intelligence. You know, they're just like you're like, oh, what happened with the violence, dude? You guys are toning it down. Oh, but we're not though. We have two death matches in November. It's like. I don't, I don't really buy that as a death match. A, a CZW rules match with a fucking trash can isn't. It's not a death match, dude. You know. Yeah. I'm like, oh well, we've we've always done one death match or two death matches a show. We're still doing that. It's like, yeah, but you used weed whackers and tubes back in the day and fire and did all kind of creative shit. Now you have, you know, a board with barbed wire and you call that a death match. And the second death match is two boards with barbed wire. So. That's not really impressive, man. It's just, you know, you can't just fucking oversaturate a product with so much violence for years and then just out of nowhere, you know, withdraw so much and be like, oh, but it's still the same, though. Just just, just take for what you can, you know, and then appreciate it and like it. It's like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work. Nah. Don't they call that shit like gaslighting or something where you, you, you kind of like make someone believe that some shit isn't happening that's right in front of them? Because that's... That's what I feel like like goes on with CZW. And, and you know, again, I've watched it from 2001 till now. So when, when especially these new fucking wrestlers try to explain to you, well, no, like CZW wasn't wasn't ever just about death matches. There was always wrestling and we have death matches now. So I don't there's no difference. And it's just like, all right. Yeah, I, I don't really value someone's opinion or response to something when they try to tell me some shit. that just isn't happening. Like you're clearly delusional and, and not seeing things clearly. That's the only reason you're upset with the show. Like you, you don't have any valid gripes. You just don't know what you're talking about at all. Despite the fact that you gave a lot of opinions and references to what used to be and what this and that, like, no, that's, that's not really what's happening. Okay. Well then I don't need your opinion. So, yeah, and another thing, dude, honestly, like, there's got to be some truth to it. I don't think we're just delusional and insane for saying this stuff. You, you know when, literally, when this ha- when this thing happened with CZW, you know, I had, I had a good handful of CZW talent hit me up saying basically, fuck CZW, and it's good that you screenshotted and put that out there because people should see this, you know? Mm-hmm. And these are guys that, I'm not going to name names, but these are guys that really are invested in CZW, like top guys, you know what I mean? And right. um, 
when that happens, man, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a fucking, that, that raises an eyebrow, man. That's not just like some fucking Mark just complaining about shit just because he wants to complain, you know? Yeah. Like, for instance, all right, um, they say violence, not to go too deep into this shit. They say, you know, violence is still there and, you know, it's GCW. So now let's take, all right, obviously GCW is putting on the best death matches out there. Um, just the craziest, sickest fucking BJW level nutty shit. Obviously, if you took one of those death matches and put it on the CCW card as your death match, people couldn't complain as far as death matches go because holy shit, they're doing the nuttiest shit out there. So let's let's take that out of the equation because obviously the building isn't the same. They don't have the same you know freedom to just do whatever they want in the building they're in. So let's take that completely out of the equation. Let's just say Nick Gage, Nate Hatred, tables match, um, CCW Arena. We've talked about a lot, you know, this match a lot over the past couple weeks you know we both had hatred on talked about it we've mentioned this match let's just say some violence to the level of that match in a czw show like when when has that really happened how often does that happen let's call that the level of violence let's call that the level of death matches and and how often do you actually see that happen because i don't think anything on the, the october show resembled that at all um and I just th- this is what I'm saying this is, you know, the comparisons that I'm making and, and, you know, what I used to see and what I see now. And it's even just just the just the rough attitude and the edge. And you could see it in the commentary. You could see it in the production. You could see it in the you know, it's just not the same. There wasn't a fucking guy on the side going, don't kill Kit. No, I won't let you kill Kit for my title. Like, no way, man. You can have your title shot. Just don't kill Kit, man. That wasn't a CZW world fucking champion in the past. And, you know, again, I like Strickland, but this is the shit that was booked. This was this is the script. This is what they were going with is a guy come out terrified that fucking Joe Gacy and his friends are going to kill Kit Osborne, which, strangely enough, um, damn near happened on a Dojo Wars show after that, not on the CZW show, so... But um, it's just it's fucking strange the way that it goes down, and they just turn around and go, no, no, that's not what you're seeing. Oh, okay, then fuck it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I don't know, man. I just overall, just the attitude is is completely changed, and it's it's changed even since D- DJ took over. We're not even talking about just Zandig days, you know? Like, dude, no. I, I started going back to CZW 2012, and now 2012 was very much different than 2017 CZW. You know? Yeah. It's I mean, 2012 wasn't great. I'm not saying that. Believe me. But right. it's definitely a lot worse in 2017, especially mm-hmm. when there's, you know, CZW, like I said, I wasn't there in 2001. But from what I hear all the time, it's like, oh, it was like a family environment, you know, as far as the locker room, like everybody really bonded. It was a family, you know, they held each other mm-hmm. down. CZW was the priority right now. None of these fucking wrestlers give a shit about CZW. Honestly, none of them give a shit about CZW. None no. of them. You talk to any of these guys, none of them give a single fuck about CZW. Yeah. And, and, you know, I talk to people, you know, behind the scenes, you know, and I am and, you know, I used to in person when I was at the shows and Shane does the same. And a lot of wrestlers in that fucking locker room shit on CZW constantly. Now, we don't come on this show and just shout out what they fucking said and who said it and all of that, because, you know, that wouldn't be the right thing to do. But let's not get it fucking twisted and pretend like the CZW family is intact and and everybody's on the same page and the company's shooting, you know, firing on all cylinders and and they're making progress and they've evolved. Get the fuck out of here. You're lying to me. You're lying to yourself. Even even when I had the hooligans on, you know, they, they I actually, you know, those guys are like brutally honest. I, I, pre- I mean, I didn't think it was the greatest interview with them because there wasn't really much to talk about, but. 
those guys are honest. You know, they were going into CZW that week, and they were like, yeah, DJ tells us to tone it down, which I appreciate because they could have just been like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to go to CZW. They were honest. They're like, hey, they're, they're telling us to tone it down. And I saw them at GCW, and they were like, yeah, dude, I hated the fucking, I hated the schlack and the, the, the three-way. And they even said it themselves. They're like, yeah, the Carnies are fucking awful. Like, they're yeah. fucking awful. They're like, they, they ruined the match for us. It should have been just Schlack and O'Hare and us. And yeah. they said it again. They were like, DJ asked us to tone it down again. There was a ton of spots they wanted to do that they weren't allowed to do. You know? And I just, I don't understand that. Because you can't say, that, oh, we're at the Voorhees Center. We can't do tubes and this. I'm not even asking for fucking tubes, dude. I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm not saying everything has to be tubes. That is not what I'm saying. But if these guys are willing to come here and do more... Why wouldn't you want them to do more? You're paying the same price. Why wouldn't you want them to go all out? I just I don't get that. Right. And you know that's the thing too is you know it's not just tubes, it's not just glass, it's not just barbed wire, it's not just bloodletting. I'm talking about, you know, look at look at what GCW did with Joey Janela and Teddy Hart, the first one. Um I mean, that was pretty straightforward just hardcore TLC type shit, right? I mean, that's that's the level of match that I'm talking about old school CZW used to have. That fucking Teddy Hart, Trent Acid, fucking war all over the building into the fucking outside, back in, you know. That shit, that shit had such a fucking crazy outlaw vibe. There was a fucking circle crowd outside around the fucking car, and Teddy and Trent on the top fucking back and forth. Let's go, Teddy. Let's go, Trent. Like, that whole fucking vibe and that energy and that fucking passion about CZW isn't there anymore. You might have fans that show up all the fucking time, and it's those letters that just, it's hard to fucking divorce from that. You know, you've been coming for years, and it is hard. Believe me, it took it took years after I was unhappy to stop fucking going. And I still follow it just because, you know, I loved fucking CZW so much, you know, for so many fucking years. Um, but, you know, it's it's not the fucking same. It's definitely not the same. And you, you could talk to a bunch of the people who were completely loyal CZW followers that are like right on the edge of not going anymore, too. Whether they pull the trigger on that, I don't know. I mean, I don't if they do, they do. They don't, they don't. I'm I'm not leading any revolution. I don't give a fuck who goes where. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it's just you, you talk to the people and ask them how happy they are. And, and you get some people that are happy and some people aren't. Attendance isn't through the roof. It's not doing what it used to do, even on your bigger shows. I mean, you get some big cage of deaths and shit like that. But I, I don't know. I wouldn't be happy with the attendance if I was, you know, DJ or whatever. No, the attendance is, is way down, dude. You can just tell just looking at it. Even from a few months ago, it's gone down, you know? There's a, there's definitely, like, a less good 100 people going right now than there was two months ago. That's that's bad. In, all, in a fucking yeah. few months, that's horrible. And if the attitude if the attitude is, you know, if you don't like it, go somewhere else, you better have motherfuckers replace those people. You better have fucking fans who you know that you're catering to who are happy to show up rather than the people you just told to go fuck off. Because if not, then you're just happy with having less people there as long as they're clapping, which yeah, is honestly, a really honestly, bad business model. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Honestly, don't don't even take our word for it. Put this to the test yourself, for yourself, mm. okay? CZW and GCW share a lot of the same talent. Same mm. same locker room, a lot of the same people. Um, compare their matches in GCW versus CZW. Just Just look at it. Just look at it. Even the guys that aren't using tubes and stuff, you know? When those guys go in, Joey Janela has much better matches in GCW than he has in CCW. Matt Tremont has much better matches in GCW than he does CCW. Look at Schlack, you know? And the reason is because those guys want to be there at GCW. And you can tell from the vibe in the locker room, dude, they're all hanging out. You know, it's it's like a real good vibe, you know what I mean? When you go to CCW, you can just tell they're all punching the clock. Dude, I don't give a shit. You know, they're all walking around miserable and flip-flops. 
you know, and, and in GCW, I feel like they, they let them do what they want and they don't, uh, you know, they don't limit them. And it's, it's almost like they're challenging each other. You know, everybody goes out there to have like the best fucking show. And honestly, I haven't seen yet a bad GCW show. It's been two years now. That says something, you know. And again, for people saying that's, you know, we're not fair and all that. Like, J.K. doesn't like Brett and, and Danny. This has been known. This you know, We talk about it almost every fucking episode. I don't think there's been an episode where he's shit on GCW. He's always at the end said, oh, fucking great show. You know? Yeah. I mean, they, they're absolutely killing it. My biggest criticism of GCW, minus me hating the owners, is that they do too much. Like, I think, like, you know, they step on their own product a little bit. If you have six death matches and the first one was great, by the fucking by the fifth sixth death match, you already forgot about the first one. Like I, that to me, I think is a weakness in them because if they stretched it out, they could have so much more of a longevity with their product. Would just hold up on that, you know, do, execute that same match that you put on second at the fucking semi main two months later. You know, what I mean, just give it a minute. That I mean, that's just my criticism on that, but. You know, I mean, for the fans who are paying for attendance and and to watch it and everything, they're fucking damn sure getting their money's worth, if not more than their money's worth. So, but honestly, challenge challenge to you non-believers out there: go watch some of the matches. Pick three Joey Janela matches and three Tremont matches and three fucking Schlack matches from CZW and GCW. Go watch them and tell me which ones are better. And just yeah. overall vibe, you can just tell they're happier there. You know what I mean? That says a lot. So yeah. It is what it is, but uh, let's let's get into these these shows, man. Let's. All right, so we had a uh, hybrid wrestling that uh, happened on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was in PA. Um, obviously, a, a completely different crowd than uh, you know you would see at a GCW or, or CZW or anything like that. Um, honestly, it's mostly families and kids. Like I, I've never seen this many fucking kids in my life at a wrestling event. Um, Shit. Yeah, dude, I'm talking like five to nine year olds out of the ass, like all over the place, you know. So again, not not being delusional, when they put on Nate Hatred and Engage, I, I I get it. There's a thousand fucking kids in the building. They can't do light tubes and shit. I get it. Like we're not fucking retarded, man. We don't just come out here and just be like, oh, well, why why didn't you do light tubes? Like, yeah, it, it, I can completely understand it. If we came on here and we shit on hybrid for not doing light tubes in front of a bunch of fucking five year olds. Then yeah, you, you should say that we shit on everything, we're bearing everything. But I get it, man. I'll put, put things in perspective. I'm just saying, if you're advertising combat zone wrestling, present it as combat ro- zone wrestling. Hybrid, yeah. I get it. They use a lot of the same talent that these guys are using, but it's a different audience. It's a different location. They literally have a fucking whole cop team there watching it. You know? Yeah. Because it's like it's, it's a very local show. Literally, like all the fans know each other. It's like people that live on that block, pretty much. Yeah. The only thing um, I'll say to that, as far as um, you know, the, the family atmosphere and everything, um, JCW used to do a shitload of that before it was GCW. Um, you know, into the JCW show in the Brick Memorial Hall or wherever the fuck it was, um, and you know, it drew a lot of fucking people that were indie fans that maybe didn't normally even go to JCW because Nick Gage came back. You know, the first time he was up against Chris Dickinson that night, so it was like shit. I want to see that shit, you know? So you got a bunch of people there and then they were like all riled up and you had families around, you know, yelling some shit. And, you know, before you knew it, they started to say, you know, whatever their mindset was, I'm sure you could talk to, you know, Brett and Danny and find out exactly where the, the wheel turned. But, and Ricky O, um, they decided that the money was going to be in the indie crowd, not the family crowd. And they, they kind of fucking abandoned 
all, all of those family followers that showed up month in and month out. And it was a small amount of people, but they sacrificed that for an entire different crowd that's now, look at a rabid, loyal fan base, you know, with a, with a outlaw, no-holds-barred fucking company. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of what you're going to get. You're going to, you know, bring in some of those indie guys because you booked Nate Hatred versus Nick Gage, but they're not going to be happy when they leave. And I, you know, I don't know what kind of shit they're going to yell around your family crowds. But, I, I mean, I guess you got to figure out what your crowd is and then just book to them, man. You know, satisfy your crowd. If it's family-friendly, go at it. If it's, you know, if it's a death match and fucking, you know, hardcore and, you know, indie crowd, then fucking, you know, book towards that. I know. I think GCW is smart by turning the page like that because, man, you can find those those shindies all over the place that just, you know, book the fucking 25th Doink the Clown versus the Patriot. And, and the fucking fans are happy. I mean, yeah, there's there's 58 of them, but they're happy every time they show up to town. So, I mean, it, it really depends on what you I don't know what GC, uh, uh hybrid brings in as far as attendance. But, I mean, it you kind of pick pick your avenue, you know, and, and you're going to find, uh, you know, some of these indie guys are going to show up. Indie fans are going to show up going, um, oh, it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. And then beyond's going to put on that same match, you know, um, you know, Desmond Xavier or somebody, and they're going to fucking tear the house down. And be like, oh, okay. I'm going to go there to watch that match rather than this one. So, um, you know, yeah, I think they probably had a good, like 150 to 200 people. Maybe yeah, it's not so bad though. Bad. Something like that. But uh, like I said, it's it's a very local... It, they promote it very old school. You know what I mean? Like, I went to the mm-hmm. corner store. The corner store's got their posters all over the place. You could tell it's yeah. very much... People were literally walking there. You know what I mean? Like, nobody really drove there. Everybody just walked walked out to their home. Yeah, so, 200's not bad at all. I yeah. mean, for that type of show. Yeah, and again, I don't think many people traveled to got a state or anything. There was a handful of people that, you know, I recognized from shows. But, like, you can mm. tell uh, this is, like, 95% local people. Which is good for them, you know, because it's a complete different audience. They don't have to. Yeah. They're not exposed to CZW. They're not exposed to, you know, GCW or any of that shit. Um, and you can tell clearly who are like the, you know, the diehards that are going to the hybrid show from like GCW and CZW because they're the ones chanting Nick fucking Gage, you know. Right. Like everybody else with the kids are like, what the fuck? You know, right. <laughs> fucking 20 people screaming, Nick fucking Gage. And then, uh, yeah. But um, overall, I, I did enjoy the show exactly for what, what it was. I've gone to mm-hmm. a free hybrid show, so I know exactly what I'm getting myself into. So yeah. when I see a, you know, Gage and Nate Hatred, I'm expecting a brawl. I'm not expecting a death match. You know, mm-hmm. realistic about it. Um, so I, I guess Brandon Kirk got hurt maybe over the weekend or I don't know, something. Okay. But, um, he was doing this angle where uh, he can't wrestle and Matt Tremont came out and called him out. And, um, you know, basically Connor Claxton came out and he's doing this fucking like circus gimmick. I, I don't know what he's doing, man. He's like coming out and like a, like a carny, almost dresses like a carny. Who is? Connor Claxton, he's got like a oh, fucking, he yeah, he's got like a party store hat on, you know. Like <laughs> party store. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on with him, but uh, he came out. Him and Matt Tremont had a match, very regular match, no hardcore spots or anything like that. Um, it was decent for what it was, nothing, nothing that really popped me or anything. Um, a match that I really did enjoy was Matt Riddle and Eddie Kingston, um, and that yeah. that's the type of matches you want to book because like those guys don't have to get hardcore at all, you know, like they don't need any of that shit. They don't even need a chair or anything. Um, Matt Riddle, man. I don't know why more people aren't booking him. Because, I mean, clearly, like, I, I don't think he costs as much as we thought. Again, we don't know how much these guys are getting paid. But I've seen nah, Matt Riddle no getting idea. booked on a lot of shows that are, you know, not, like, super fucking indies, you know? Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I mean, it's a good look for him. Eddie Kingston and uh, Matt Riddle, I would definitely go check that out, though, if you guys are into stiff action because these guys uh, these guys beat the shit out of each other. Um, my favorite match of the night, though, I would honestly have to say that Eli Everfly kid, man. That kid is fucking awesome. Yeah, I heard him on the Deathmatch Russell podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you saw him, too. He's doing a... Yeah, I saw him on the video podcast. Yeah, man. Dave is moving forward with... uh, He's he's doing video casts now, you know? But uh, stepping up in the game. Um, Joey Janelle and Eli Everfly. You would actually love this match. This was a really good, like, high-flying match. That Eli get, man, he's he's, like, short as fuck, man. He's, like, 5'5 or something. Like, little as hell, you know? He was, like, walking by the kids. He's, like, same size, you know? But, uh, that 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 dude can fly and he can fucking go, man. They did it this uh, spot and the chairs they use at at Hybrid aren't like your local, typical fucking you know chairs that they have at at indie shows and all that. They're like the the fucking real nice seats, you know, with like the with the cushions and shit. Yeah, yeah, like real nice <laughs> ones and shit. But like, uh, so he did like a swanton over the fucking rope and Joey was sitting in the chair and he moved out. And this dude's back just fucking just just dude just bent oh, right over the chair. It was fucking. And I've seen Joey do that spot with like other chairs, and like they just fold and you know. But these yeah. chairs are fucking sturdy, dude. This is like you know, <laughs> you're you're fucking you know you're wrapping yourself around this shit. So definitely check out the Janelle and Everfly. I thought I thought that was the best match of the night. I thought uh, Gage and Hatred was gonna be the best match, but um it wasn't. Um Drew Blood. I don't think. I mean he was. I seen him on the poster. I didn't see him there though. Um. Did you ask for your money back when, when that happened? <laughs> I don't know what happened with that. But uh, a match that, that actually uh, really surprised me was Jimmy Lloyd against Ciclope and uh, Extreme Miedo or Miedo Extreme. Um, it was a three-way, uh, no hardcore shit. Those Mexican dudes can actually go, man. I mean, I yeah. saw them in GCW just doing hardcore shit, but they can actually fucking wrestle. They're, they're really good. Like doing that lucha style, they're, they're real nice. Yeah. Um, Jimmy did what he did. You know, I don't, I don't, He didn't botch anything or whatever. He was He was there. He didn't um, ruin it. Yeah, he didn't ruin it or anything. So yeah. it was a good match. I actually think if you see this, you would probably like this match. This is probably the best best Jimmy match that I've I've seen overall. <laughs> probably right here. I would yeah. say. I just um, don't think it would have been if it didn't have two other people in it. If it was, <laughs> you know, just Jimmy and another guy, it probably wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. Honestly, if it was just if it was just Ciclope going against Miedo, I thought that that probably would have just been much better. You know. <laughs> yeah. Just do yeah. that. They're, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they know each other well. You know, they don't have to worry about the language barrier. They just let them, just let them go in there and just fucking kill them. You know, they know what they're doing. That's the club, dude. Man, I'll get into on GCW. That guy is like slowly becoming one of my favorites. Man, that kid is fucking crazy. That dude mm. is a little crazy bastard, man. He's fucking nuts. Um, Maria Manic had a match against this. Uh, like I forget the girl's name. She's got like an afro. She's from like New York. She does indies. Okay. Lights can chick. I don't know. A lot of you uh, women's wrestling fans probably know. I, I don't know. I, this was my smoke break, so I don't know what happened with this. Uh, yeah, I have no clearly, idea. Clearly. You just know what happened. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> no idea at all. Um, and then uh, we had the Desmond Xavier who was supposed to go against Teddy Hart, um, and his replacement was Homicide. So you had Homicide and uh, Desmond Xavier. This was a good match. Um, exactly what you would expect from a Desmond Xavier and Homicide match. <clears throat> I don't yeah. think any of the matches that were advertised didn't deliver. I think the Nick Gage and Nate Hatred that fell short. If I'm being one hundred percent, I don't. I wasn't really impressed by that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the Janelle and Everfly was really good, and uh, Kingston and um, Matt Riddle was really good too. But uh, Gage and Gage and, Gage and Nate Hatred, um, they did like brawls, you know, all over the building. They went outside and all that stuff. But it just it wasn't exactly what I expected, you know. And again, I didn't want light tubes and all that stuff. But they didn't beat the shit out of each other like I thought they would. 
And yeah. again, I th- I think I don't think they have the the best relationship right now. You know, I think that has a lot to do with it. Then again, yeah. that could make the match a lot better because you just want to you just kind of being stiffer and just beating the shit out of each other for real. All right. Uh, this one but, fell short a little bit. I, I, I mean, it's it's tough, though. I mean, you got to be able to work with detail. The gauge is on the top of his game. So if Hatred's a little rusty and, you know, they're not willing to work together, then it's it's going to be a rough night. It's not going to be, a, you know, it, it's not like they're both on the top of their game and, you know, they could just beat the shit out of each other because, you know, Hatred probably needs a little bit of a, you know, a boost and a assist to, you know, get the matches together the way that they're supposed to be at this point, you know, at least until he gets the rust off. Yeah, but think about it. What, who's who's a better person to give him that lift and gauge? Who knows him better than Gage? Depends on their willingness to work together. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think Gage is like lazy though. I don't think he's that type of dude that would go in there and like take it easy. I just, yeah, I I'm not know. saying they're lazy. I'm not saying lazy. I'm just saying, you know, just, just didn't gel. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like it wasn't like bad or anything. I just I expected a lot more out of it. You know what I mean? Just just because it was gauge and hatred, you know. Now if this was like yeah. gauge or like and like homicide or something, I'd be like, all right, that's that's fine, you know, it was a good brawl. But uh, gauge and hatred, I expect, I don't know, I was expecting ladders or you know some crazy shit happen at least. But uh, I think uh, there, I don't think there was any blood or anything. I don't know if they'd done blood before, and I actually think it's a good idea if they just don't do blood at these shows because this this is very much a family friendly show, man. They don't they yeah. really don't need blood on this show. Um, I know they did like Nate hatred and. Tremont, they did thumbtacks and barbed wire and bled and all that stuff. But on, on this, on these shows, I really don't think it's necessary. Especially if you have GCW around the corner the next day, you know, you're, they're already getting that. You know, they don't necessarily need any blood. But uh, overall, it was a good show, man. I didn't, uh, other than Gage and Hatred, um, I don't, I don't think there was anything that didn't really deliver. But uh, that Eli Everfly, uh, I'll definitely be looking out for him. Hopefully, he gets more bookings because that, that dude is awesome. Um, like mm. best of the best, man. Like that's the type of dude you want to bring to best of the best. Not some. Now you're gonna get somebody from France. Yeah, you are. You are. <clears throat> you yeah. Absolutely are. Uh, he's probably gonna win best of the best, and no one's gonna know who the fuck he is. You're and... gonna get the guy that sold him a fucking cream puff in a bakery over there in France, because that's that means something to DJ. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Have you seen any clips of this uh, Eli Everfly kid? YouTube no, not at all. Him? Just on uh, the Death Match Russell podcast. Yeah. I've seen where they had problems with the audio, and then. Uh, they seemed to Eli was hearing him and he wasn't hearing Eli. I've seen that. Um, other than that, no, not at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what was going on with that shit, dude. Because clearly you could hear him. I don't. I just. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude. Can you hear me? He's like, yeah, I'm right here. Can you hear me? I, I can, man. I'm here. It's like, oh, you, you can, you so you can hear me. It's like, clearly, dude, he can hear you and you can hear him. What, what the fuck is the issue? <laughs> I, don't There's, I don't understand what the issue is, you know? It's, you can both hear each other. What the fuck is going on here? It's like, yeah. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. But uh, let's get into Beyond. Beyond, um, I would say probably drew about like 75, 80 people. Not much at all. Fucking rough. Yeah, pretty pretty rough for uh, for Beyond. Maybe tops 100, uh, you know? I don't, I don't know. It's hard to tell with, you know, the way that, that since there's no seats or anything. But um, it wasn't more than like maybe like three rows of people around the ring, like two rows yeah. maybe, mostly two rows. So I don't know if that adds up to more than forty people. I mean, uh, eighty people. So right. But uh, overall, I I love the experience. You know, like the the being ringside and fucking tapping on the mat to hype shit up. You know, it's like it's it's different. I've never been to a Beyond show. I've uh-huh. never seen any companies do that before. So I don't know. It's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> you would you would hate this. Uh. Fucking uh, Stauffer, he got he got his uh logo on the on the wrestling mat now. 
So oh, yeah? That's, that's something for you to look forward to. When yeah, good for him. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> man. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. They got, like, uh, they got, like, Smart Mark video on there, you know. But, um, yeah, so this show, this show started out. Uh, Jonathan Gresham was on this show. Um, surprised they didn't use him for, for GCW. But uh, Jonathan Gresham, he came out. Um, he faced the, the black dude from Milk Chocolate. What's his name? Uh, Brandon Watts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that dude pissed himself, too. Oh, pretty yeah. Sure, so. Pretty sure he pissed himself in the middle of the match. Um, oh. By the time he was leaving, his fucking whole outfit was, was dripping down there. But, uh, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he pissed himself, dude. No joke. That's, that's a hardcore dick spot right there. <laughs> yeah, not even fucking around. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he pissed himself. But uh, this was this was an okay match, man. I, I've, I'm not too big on milk chocolate, man. I, I know. I think I've heard you say you like them, but I, I just I don't know. I've never been really. Yeah, I think they're a talented dudes. tag team, and um, I haven't seen much of Brandon Watts as a solo act, you know, since uh, his partner pretty much retired. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they're really talented. And this was this was all right. Well, it was it was decent. Uh, a match that fucking uh really fucking impressed me was John Silver again. John, this seems to be a theme, man. He's like really fucking stepping up. John Silver going against uh, it was it was this British dude, and I, I'm trying to find the results from this thing, but it's nowhere online. Mm. Um, let me see if I can find because I know it wasn't an announced match, so that's why I can't remember the name. But this guy apparently he does like evolve a lot, you know. And these okay. these two fucking beat the shit out of each other. You know, it was like a European match. You know, like those stiff fucking European shots, dude. These, this, yeah. They fucking brought it. Cause, uh, and it was it was it was funny because this guy really pissed me off in the beginning of the show. Cause he came in and everybody else knew who he was. And and again, the Beyond crowd was completely a different crowd than GCW. Mm. Like the GCW fans didn't come to Beyond at all. Oh, the wow. Beyond fans were Beyond fans because I didn't know any of these fucking people. Um, and they all like knew the evolve shit. Like I, all this, all these people, I, I had no idea who these people are. So people were like really pop for this guy. I'm like, oh shit, he's, I guess he's known. I don't know who the fuck he is, but I guess he's he's big. And everybody was clapping, and he walks by me, and I'm the only one not clapping because I don't I don't know the dude. I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. And he he literally just stares at me, and he goes, and you guys obviously can't see me, but J Cat can, and he just like imitated like a clap gesture, like telling me to like clap for him. And I, I obviously didn't, you know, I just thought it was like an awkward thing to do in the fucking beginning of the show. So if you watch the DVD, I'm sure it'll be on there. Me and him just staring at each other and going clap. I'm just like, oh, oh, all right. So <laughs> but this is exactly what you want from wrestling because by the end of the show, I'm a fan. I fucking clap for the guy when he left because he fucking right. impressed the shit out of me. You know, he went in there and they fucking killed it. Like this, yeah. this match probably was my favorite match of, of beyond, honestly. And I... I'm not the biggest Silver fan, and I didn't even know who the fuck this dude is, but he fucking killed it, man. They beat the shit out of each other. Fucking just amazing match, no botches, nothing was missed. And you can tell that they were, they were like, you know, it wasn't a match that they had planned out. They just went in there, and they, they gelled, and they just fucking, they just killed it, man. Stiff-ass European uppercuts, man. Just fucking knees to the head, and fucking just stiff, stiff chops. Just all insanity, you know. Nice, nice mixture of, like, Japanese stiffness and, like, European style, you know. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was real dope to see that. Um, yeah. Maria Manic and uh, uh, Penelope Ford went against um, Lufisto and the girl that was in NXT, the girl that was getting a lot of shit for being fat. You know what I'm talking about? Some girl that, that, was, that just got, uh, got into that whole um, thing. It was like a, the, girl, the girls tournament, like the women's tournament they had recently. She oh, was okay. In there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was in there and they were giving a lot of shit for her. So uh, she was in there and that was, uh, I obviously missed that match again because once again you see the, the pattern here. Is, uh, these are my breaks, the the women's matches, but uh, I did see the one spot they did. They did, did like a like a ass bump, 
So they had um they had Maria sitting in the middle and they hit the ropes and they both attacked her with their asses. And they kind of didn't match the timing well, so Lufisto did it first and she wasn't there to support her backing when she like fucking went ass first into her head. So this other girl just fucking just falls over like <laughs> like Maria pretty much just like almost like cracks her fucking neck open. That, that looked pretty rough, man. I don't, I don't know about that. They probably shouldn't be doing that. But uh, I think they're gonna keep on it. Uh, I saw that her post something I think today or yesterday about uh, the name of the finisher is the ass to mouth or some shit. So like ATM is the, the finisher. So um, I'm pretty sure they're happy with that finisher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly, Schlack was on the show. Yeah. So it was Schlack and Dan O'Hare. Dan O'Hare did Beyond. I was, oh, okay. I was surprised. Uh, they faced off against a team that I don't fucking know, and they were awful, to be honest with you. And Schlack and them fucking jobbed out for these guys, dude. I hated this. I absolutely fucking hated this. <laughs> just fucking hated this, you know? It's just, it's so nutty to just have these dudes, like, get pinned by, like, a simple move, and then it's like, oh, yeah, Schlack, three hours later, going through fucking pyramids of light tubes and kicks out. It's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense and it, just looking at them man like these guys compared to Schlack Schlack should just fucking murder these dudes like just, that was silly to me I, I didn't like that at all um, so they're really disappointed in that it wasn't like a bad match or anything but just the booking it was awful I, I, mm-hmm. I hated that shit um, what else we have uh, we had obviously the hate club going against the hit squad um, real weird vibe to this match real fucking weird I, I don't know I feel like both teams aren't probably where they want to be, you know, or where they should be. I don't think they're really getting along. That goes for Moff and, you know, Steve Mack, and that goes for Hatred and, and Nick Gage. You can just, just tell from just the chemistry. It's just it's not there. Um, yeah. Even when they were doing their entrances, I noticed, like, Nate Hatred came out way ahead of Nick Gage, you know. He came out way ahead of Nick Gage. They didn't even come in as, like, a team. It almost just seemed like, oh, like, well, here we are, you know. It's happening. You got it, you know. Um I know you saw some of the clips that I that I posted. So let me get your thoughts before I, I, I go into this thing real quick. From what um, I saw, because I, I missed some of it. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't see the whole match. This is a match that I really wanted to be really good. Um, you know, their their promos going into the match. I obviously Hay Club didn't cut a promo or anything like that, other than doing a Twitter thing. But uh, you know, the Hit Squad posted a promo talking about this being a fight and shit. And that's, man, that's the type of shit that's missing in wrestling. Everyone wants to be fucking best friends, hold each other's cock, take selfies on the fucking Instagram and put each other over before, during, and after the match. And just fucking, let's let's pretend like you guys want to kick the shit out of each other and do the best you can to fucking make that shit the theme of the match for the fans is that you guys want to fucking beat each other up. I, you know, I go to wrestling for violence. That's what I went to wrestling for. That's what I I'm into wrestling for. So when it becomes less about violence and more about your love for your opponent, then I don't give a fuck about it. Um, so this is, you know, something I felt really good about going into the match. Um, again, I didn't see the match. I wanted to be good, but I got a bad feeling. It wasn't, I have a feeling I'm going to completely hate this match. Um, Mac had, you know, said a lot in the interview that you had with them that made me think that him and him and Moff don't really even get along anymore. Uh, Moff's completely a wrestle pro guy. Again, I can't put words in his mouth cause he did his best to say that, no, no, we, we really do get along, but like uh, Moff doesn't like to show up to shows unless he really wants to. And he usually doesn't like, 
so there's no way you like that <laughs> and you somehow also get along like i feel like that's that's not like a, a very good relationship um and then I, I really don't think hatred and gage are on the same page you know gage has just said like in fucking interviews and shit like they weren't even like building to an angle at the time he's like yeah that fucking guy's not he doesn't love wrestling like i do and like shit like that like that you know that's that's not the cohesive unit they used to be they used to just be complete fucking ass kickers and that music came out and that fucking team came out not two fucking singles wrestlers with different paths that fucking team came out and fucking ran shit um so overall you know you get the vibe just seeing these people talk and you know different interviews and different lead-ins that they go that these these guys are not on the same fucking page you weren't gonna get and again i think this is just the old school fan in me that's like wishing it would be like it used to be but it, it clearly wasn't um the clips that i saw looked fucking horrendous there was one that was just a strike exchange going back and forth between um hatred and moff in the ring and they looked like like the the strikes were missing and the shit just looked awkward like they were dancing to two different types of music and shit like it it was fucking crazy um i i thought that looked terrible and then the wall spot i thought looked absolutely terrible because the hit squad the two of them are picking up gage which is a guy who's smaller than both of them and as a team, they're running and throwing Gage and coming up short on the wall, which I'm sure fucking hurt. I'm sure it was not less on the pain end on Gage's side, but um, man, it looked like shit. It looked like complete shit. Should have never been done. You know, if you're not gonna do something to the fullest extent, just skip fucking doing it. That's my deal too. Like, you know, don't you know don't get pissed off at me when I criticize the shit if if your shit's not up to par. If you got to move like halfway down. Like, don't don't pull it out in front of fucking people. Wait till it's fucking polished. I remember when Strickland first um, debuted in CZW. He was doing a bunch of shit, and you could tell the dude had a lot of talented, uh, a lot of talent in him, but um, and potential. But he was doing moves that it looked like he just kind of just got him down, and they just didn't look as crisp. They didn't look down a hundred percent. Like he, a lot of it really showed that like you know it wasn't up to par. And I'm not saying that like. You know, the hit squad don't have fucking moves down or something. I'm just saying in general, you know, it's it's you go all in. And, and this just didn't look like that was the case. Yeah, I'm sure they hit each other hard throughout the match and all of that. But I have a feeling this match is really disappointing. Um, just off of the – I saw like three clips tops. And um, Hatred looks like the barbarian without hair. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just overall just – isn't the the hate club versus the hit squad, you know, 2003. This is this is fucking 15 years later, <laughs> you know. Honestly, dude, I th- I think I don't even think 14 it's 14 years later. Yeah. I don't I don't even think it's it's the difference in time cuz I think the hit squad and, and their beyond run recently, I think they were just as good as they were before. They were fucking right. just killing it. But the chemistry and like the the gel between the teams aren't now what it was back then. You know, but uh, I thought Nate looked fucking insane as far as like physically. I think mm-hmm. he's, he's bulked up since the last yeah, show. He's big. fucking. He looks like a fucking animal. So uh, you know, I know he said he was like you know dedicated to working out and all that stuff. So it's no bullshit in there. I mean, you can tell the guy's putting in some work. That's great. Um, in in the beginning of the match, those strikers. That's that's like the first thing that happened in the match that you're seeing mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Um, it definitely picked up from there. Um, okay. I, I mean, I watched like a good portion of the match, 
it did get stiff. I thought I thought there was like some good strikes in there. The wall spot, honestly, I, I can forgive that because you know shit, shit happens, man. You're gonna botch certain spots. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a case of them um, not having a dude. They should have never done that. I think they should have done it. They should have just pulled it off instead of just letting the guy mm-hmm. go too early. But yeah, that looked brutal on fucking Gage because he I, just landed wrong. He's fucking like his head bounced off the ground or something. Honestly, like the wall spot, I, I don't really remember as much of that being like the hit squad doing that to another dominant guy. I always remember them like bouncing smaller dudes up off the fucking wall, you know, and. I mean, some of those dudes have become, you know, way better now, like, uh, you know, Plasma at the time, uh, you know, Trent, question mark, or Beretta, or whatever you want to call him. Insane Dragon. And... Yeah, like, those dudes were getting fucking bounced off the wall, like ragdolls. I don't really remember them throwing, like, the dominant opponent off the wall quite as much. So, to me, that that was another thing that stood out to me. It was like, why, why exactly are we doing the wall spot just randomly against Nick fucking Gage? Again, you know, you know, later in the night... Gage is going to be fucking eating glass. And, you know, earlier you got two guys fucking bouncing them off the wall. Like, eh, okay. I mean, I think, I think that their whole thing was uh, they wanted to bring the old school back because this was like an old school match. And they're like, oh, they haven't done the wall spot for so many years. It'd be cool to give them that spot in this match, which I would, it would have been fine with me. It's just that they missed the wall. It's kind of yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But um, this was a good brawl, man. They, they brawled all over the place. Again, I, this is one match I have to watch over again. And hopefully, maybe uh, you know, you and I can actually review this match next week once we both see it on tape. Yeah, um, and we can get back to this one. But from what I remember, it wasn't like awful or anything. I know Nate wasn't happy with the match himself. He said he hated the fucking match. So, I mean, <laughs> that kind of that kind of says something right there. And uh, honestly, I saw Steve Mack and and Moff after the match, and they didn't look particularly happy. I mean, Moff never looks happy, really, but <laughs> you know, it didn't really. I just it's just bad vibe to it. I don't know. It just seemed like they weren't happy. You didn't really watch the whole match, though, right? No, I, I didn't watch the whole match, no. Yeah, which is fucking bizarre to me, because, like... Like, there I was, was one match but on I the... wasn't. Like, let me, let me put it this way. My <laughs> eyes were on it, but, like, I was talking to other people, so at the same time, I was distracted. I mean, I was, I was very much present for the whole match. I just, you know, here and there, I lost some spots. I mean, you you go into this show going, yo, that's the one thing. And if I if I had to say anything was the reason why you showed up to do a doubleheader, it was the fucking this match. 100%. Like, yeah, I'm talking to people and shit. I'd be like, yo, let me talk to you after this match, man. It's the reason I came. <laughs> You're just like, nah, just fucking talking. I mean, that conversation must have been off the fucking chain. Who were you fucking talking to that you didn't give a fuck about the reason why you showed up? I was actually talking to Mike. We're talking about like old like like ECW shirts that he owns that uh, Anthony Masao tried to like buy off him. Oh, that's fucking, uh, that's captivating. Uh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't know, Jesus Christ. Uh, but, uh, overall, this, this, this was, this was good, man. It, it is what it is. I hope, I don't know, man. If they can get along, I hope they do a rematch and just fucking, cause I think the perfect place to do this is in GCW. Any of these, like, old school matches and stuff, dude, they have no other fucking players in GCW, cause other people are gonna tone them down and, this know, doesn't. This doesn't need to be light tubes. This doesn't need to be any of that shit, though. So I honestly think Jersey All Pro should be the ones fucking doing this. Or JP, yeah. Not that GCW couldn't do it and pull it off, but I think Jersey All Pro could pull off fucking tables, chairs, fucking crazy brawl all over the fucking building. If these guys really wanted it and wanted to bring it, I don't see why they couldn't pull it off in like a Jersey All Pro atmosphere. And it, it, I'm glad you actually mentioned Jersey All Pro because uh, once we're done with this, remind me to get back to JP because some okay. stuff came out of JP that we uh, talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of ironic, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, what I mean with with GCW is the best place to do it is because I feel like people are more more motivated when they're there because it has this like almost like gimmick to it now where it's like oh when you go there when you go to GCW you got to step it up you know okay. that's kind of yeah. like the vibe to it because you, you look at all these guys when they come in they they have much better matches than they have anywhere else you sure know? Um, all right so let's get into this one because th- this is a this is a fucking big one and you should you should seek this out because you want to hear this promo believe me um, so Teddy Hart once again couldn't be at the show. Teddy Hart was supposed to go against Darby Allen. Darby Allen, by the way, weird fucking dude. Fucking yeah. weird as shit, dude. It's fucking. It's like a creature of the night, man. That dude's not even a fucking human, man. I don't know. It's uh-huh. like an alien, you know? He was like real fucking weird, dude. It wasn't like a it wasn't even like I don't even think it's a wrestling gimmick, man. I think that dude's just fucking just weird. Yeah, yeah, man. He's a skateboarder kid. He was into all sorts of crazy death defying shit with that. Uh yeah, I mean you know, not the best conversationalist. I had him on the show. You know, not to shit on him or anything, because I didn't know much about him either. So, you know, it was all right. But, you know, it just, you know, it was a little tough, you know, just because, again, I, I didn't have much to go off of. And he wasn't a guy to really, like, you know, light the room up with what he had to say. Um, so I don't know if that comes off terrible or not, but I'm a huge fan of the dude. Um, I think he's got a great fucking look. I think he's got a great fucking, you know, ability to do over the top shit to really stand out on a card. I think he's, he's a must book in like every fucking company that does anything remotely hardcore. Like CCW, like that's right up the fucking alley. Like as soon as I see a balcony, like they got in that fucking new joint in the, the, the Ratatouille center that they might lose. Um, they, uh, you know, I could see like a Darby Allen fucking diving off that fucking thing, you know, like and the crowd, CZW, you know, lighting the fuck up. That That's a little bit of the old vibe that I'm talking about, you know, and just having like a expect the unexpected, you know, really fucking surprise motherfuckers with some crazy shit. Darby Allen is that kind of dude. So I, I expected to see him in GCW, CZW, um, all sites, of, you know, places like that a lot sooner than he has JP. been. So, yeah. So, I mean, that dude should have a very full calendar because he's really entertaining to me. Yeah, and and but by this, I, I'm not taking anything away from him from him in the ring. Believe me, we'll, we'll get into that. This dude's fucking nuts. But a mm-hmm. uh, very awkward guy, you know, like he was walking around. Like all the wrestlers, like at GCW especially, they're a lot more approachable. They'll come to you. They're like fucking around with fans, you know, just fucking bleeding all over the place, you know, doing the GCW thing. This dude's very awkward. Like he came out, he's almost wearing like a skirt after the, you know, match. <laughs> some weird thing going on. And then uh, he's just like stay, staying himself, you know, like oh, like almost like an emo kid that you'd see in high school, like super awkward, like sticking himself in the corner, very yeah. much like that. And I'm sure he probably was one of those kids in high school, you know, which makes a lot of sense. Um, again, not taking away anything from him in fucking ring, he's amazing, but uh, very very weird, yeah, just awkward. Um, but yeah, so Darby Allen came out, um, and he replaced Teddy Hart because Chris Dickinson and Teddy Hart is apparently never going to happen. Uh, Chris Dickinson, I don't know what the fuck was with this dude today, man, or yesterday. Because, um, you know, Team Pazuzu was obviously there, and he usually rides with those dudes. They were out, they were, you know, walking around the whole time. I didn't see Dickinson at all. So I'm guessing he was probably late to the show. Um, would be my guess. I could be very wrong. But uh, he came out in, like, Zubaz pants. He didn't even have his gear on, you know. And, like, he cut a promo, like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not wrestling here, dude. He's fucking... I'm stepping on these GCW letters. I don't give a shit about this fucking company. And it's and I'm thinking, I'm like, you're doing the Beyond show. You're not doing GCW right now. I don't, I don't know if he got confused or what the deal was. But he's like kind of promo on GCW. I'm like, this is going to be on the Beyond DVD. It's going to be very weird for them to watch this. And they're like, yeah, I'm stepping on GCW. And they're like, oh, fuck it. what are you talking about? You know? 
So I don't know yeah. if he got confused or what. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I mean, he was probably trying to, you know, heal it up towards the uh, GCW crowd that may have been in attendance. I think that's probably part of what we were yeah, doing. Yeah, which I'll, I'll get into. It's a whole angle, I think, that they're setting up, which is, yeah. is going to be cool. The payoff is going to be cool, definitely. But, mm-hmm. uh, so he came out, he fucking cut a promo on how much he hates GCW, the owners, how all these deathmatch fans here are fucking pieces of shit. You know, he, he yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's healing it up. Um, he's like fucking like making fun of, you know, the front row fans and all that, like going in on them, you know, and the one dude that was a beyond fan, dude, this guy, I don't, I've never met a wrestling fan like this before. It's fucking <laughs> weird as shit. This guy's out there with a binder, right? A binder and a marker. Any wrestler that steps out of the ring, he tries to get their autograph right oh, after their fuck. match. Just fucking just bizarre stuff, you know? And this guy is like fucking like freaking out. He's like he like he's one of those like it's still real to me type of guys, you know? Like he right. really believes in this shit. Like he's legit getting pissed, you know? Well, fuck you, Dickinson. Fuck you, Dickinson. It's like just relax, dude. It's like just, <laughs> take, take it easy, man. Take it easy, dude. You're gonna have a heart attack here. This dude's like sweating his ass off. He's just fucking red, you know? You can tell this dude's like flipping out. And Dickinson obviously sees this guy as like a huge mark. So he's like fucking around with him, just like calling him out and shit. And uh, Dickinson's mom and, and his dad are there, and they're like healing it up on the fans. I thought I thought it was fucking great. They were just shitting on the fans. Um, weird thing is, he started calling out CZW. I don't know what. Then this seemed to be a theme through the fucking whole show, dude. I don't know what CZW has to do with GCW or beyond. But Chris Dickinson cut a promo on, oh yeah, fuck CZW, fuck GCW. You'll never see me in those places again. I don't, and I guess he has a bad relationship with CZW again. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't seem like he's very happy with them. Completely took a shit on CCW though. I mean, just fucking just, you know, dog shit them and, and fucking C and GCW. I think it's an angle because he was like, you know, any of those guys in the back that want to roll around in light tubes, whether it's Nick fucking Gage, um, Matt Tremont, Marcus Crane, he named Schlack. Um, I know Schlack's a name I threw out there last week that, that should be going against Chris Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that's happening. That's, that's in the making. Um, Especially since this angle's happened. And so I'm expecting Chris Dickinson to kind of, quote-unquote, invade GCW or those guys attack him, you know, at some show or something like that. And right. they're going to build into Chris Dickinson coming into GCW and healing it up and going against those guys. But um, any thoughts on, on him calling on CZW? What, what, what do you think is behind is, is, That's I weird, though, right? It, I mean, it's weird, but I think, like, that's kind of Dickinson where, like, he's just going to go all in. So, like, if there's CZW fans in attendance, if there's fucking GCW fans, you know, clearly in attendance, whoever, he's just trying to offend every fucking buddy he can. You know what I mean? Like, he, that that's what I think. I think that he's just trying to grab everybody's fucking attention. Like, just in case, like, you're, you're showing up for the Beyond show and maybe you're not a GCW guy, you're a CZW guy, like, he's going to hit your fucking nerve, too, you know, like... You know, and he probably legitimately has some issues with them too, because he's really been on and off with DJ and and CZW. Have had some conversations with him about it, and uh, you know, I mean, it, it could definitely go either way as far as the legitimacy of that or him, his need to even say that at a Beyond show. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a little of both, little trying to hit every nerve possible, and probably some truth in there. Yeah. Um... I'd like to think there's a lot of truth in there, to be honest with you. Sure. I mean, clearly, I don't think he's the biggest like fan of GCW after Danny Danny DeMonto kind of buried him on that one show. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, and he said something about it. He said he was like he was like 
Oh, you, want, you guys want to know what the real reason is that I didn't show up to the last GCW? It wasn't over $50. It was because I wanted to play video games and I didn't give a shit about the fans to come in and watch it. You know, well, that was great. I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, he's, he's, full heel. Yeah, I was like, he's going, he's going in on these people. And a lot of them were like, really getting fucking pissed. I'm like, oh my God, man, you guys are fucking ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, dude. You guys are really, yeah, something else. But dude, Still real. Whoever, whoever watches this video, look for this guy. He, he's a bald dude with a binder. You need to fucking just watch this dude through the whole show because my jaw was on hitting the floor, man. I was like, what the fuck is with this man like you thought we were talking about some weird fans before i'd never seen anything like this this guy was just like just fucking freaking out you know he's like i don't know just some next level shit that i've never seen in my life um definitely has several replicas i'm, I'm sure trunk full of replicas <laughs> maybe trunk full of body that dude's fucking weird i wouldn't know but um next match let's let's talk about this real quick uh, i missed this eyfbo uh jacka and uh, eyfbo went against uh matt tremont Jimmy Lloyd and Kyle the Beast. Um, it's this was all right. I, I didn't think it was anything great. You know. Did you say you missed that? No, no, I didn't miss this one. I thought you just said I missed that. Mm, no, no, I saw this one. This was the first match. This was the first match. I just, I just went out of order. Oh, you missed talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. Um, yeah, this match wasn't anything special. A weird thing at the end was like EYFBO and Jacka kind of had issues because Jacka got. He got pinned, so they kind of teased something over there. I don't know what that is, so we'll, we'll have to see. I don't know if Beyond and GCW are going to be like working together in the future because Beyond was using the ring, and clearly on their video the GCW logo was, you know, the one in the ring. And I don't know the whole Beyond with uh, Chris Dickinson calling out GCW. That seems like an angle that's going to involve both like Beyond and GCW. So we'll see what happens in the future. But hopefully sure. it happens because I don't think they're going to be happy with uh, drawing like seventy people. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is, though. Uh, let's go into the main event. So we had uh, Michael Elegant going against Joey Janela. Um, <laughs> this is this is a fucking this is a fucking weird one. Joey Janela uh, comes out. He has, I guess, he's doing the no shave November gimmick. This dude's like looking grizzly. Comes out. Uh, Michael Elgin comes out. Which Michael Elgin, um, he's fucking. I think he's got a lot better, man. Cause I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge, I was never a huge fan of Michael Elgin. I'm still not. I can't say I am, but um, I can tolerate him a lot more now than I can before. I fucking hated him in PWG. I thought he was like great, but his mullet and all that shit just fucking pissed me off. I just hated <laughs> his look. He just looked awful. But uh, ever since he's been doing like Japan, he's he's I can tolerate him a lot more. Um, he came out. Joey Janela. First thing he does is uh, fucking cuts a promo on him. You know. And this dude with the binder is fucking freaking out. It's like this, like, I really hope they got this on tape because this guy is fucking freaking out when Joey's saying like, I'm a bad boy. You know, I kiss all the girls like doing his usual shtick. You know, I'm a bad, bad boy. I you know, I can sleep with your girl. Or I got the biggest dick in town and doing all that shit, you know, and this kid is not kid. He's a grown fucking man. Let me put, put it that way. He's way 40 or above. Okay. Yeah. This guy is fucking just like getting real heated, calling Joey out. Joey, you better stop. You better fucking stop. He's got a new Japan contract. You don't know who you're talking to. If you ever want to make it into business, you better respect him. He works for Japan. And he's like screaming. Then Joey just like stops. He's like, yeah, he might have a new Japan contract, but I kiss a lot more girls. And this guy like started fucking like just like flipping out, man. Like, you know, and I was just like, wow, this, this is this is like some other shit. That was probably the most entertaining part of the whole fucking day was just watching this guy freak out. But um, then the first thing he does in the match is he kisses Michael Elgin. <laughs> he fucking kisses Michael Elgin. 
And then Michael Elgin pushes him and kisses him back. So just mouth to mouth, just full blown kissing. And I'm sitting there, I'm not standing, I'm sitting. I mean, I'm standing, not sitting. And uh, he comes out and he says, Where's Shaheen? This is for you, Shaheen. And he, he kisses him, like, fucking screams it in the middle of the show, loud as fuck. And I'm like, I can't believe this dude really just did this. I was like, wow, this guy really just, he fucking, he said he was going to fucking do a gay spot and, and do it for me. And, like, we, made, we, we fucking joked around with it over the last two months, saying it's ridiculous if he actually does it. And we're like, oh, yeah, he's just trolling. He actually fucking did it. He actually really did some gay shit. Like, I can only imagine the conversation in the locker room between him and Elgin. Like, yo, dude, like, let me kiss you, though, in the beginning of the match, though. Because there's this dude that, like, he hates it. And I think we'll, we'll really get under his skin. And then Elgin coming back with, oh, I'll just kiss you back afterwards, you know. I can only just imagine how that conversation went. Uh, before I even get into this, this match... And uh, Joey and I had a conversation about this probably for like a good 30 minutes outside. And I'll, 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 you know, say whatever wasn't private in that conversation. But what, what's your thought on somebody doing this? Because I've never seen, like, you know, having a fan called out by name in the middle of a match to kiss another dude or to piss. I don't know. I thought it was, it was weird. I, I, I mean, if anything, man, he shouted me out, basically. So I thought, I thought it was hilarious. I'm just, I was just shocked he actually fucking went through with it. It's bizarre, man. I like again. I I go to see fucking violence. I don't go to see like who could be a bigger asshole and try to piss me off when I go to a wrestling show. So I mean, to me, like I'm not with it. You know what I mean? Like if I'm telling you, like, hey, look, I don't like this type of shit when it happens. And then someone's gonna be like, oh, you don't like that? Here's some more of that. Like, dude, I ain't paying to fucking watch you be a dickhead to me. You know what I mean? That, that I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Obviously, it doesn't bother you very much because you're wearing a fucking Joey Janela shirt as we speak. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, no, so I, actually, I thought it was hilarious. You made out with a dude in your name. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious that he actually, you know, like did it because like, and I, and I get I get what he's doing. He's he's trolling. You know what I mean? Like he's he's trolling back. Like clearly, some things that we've said on the show, you've said on your show, I've said on my show, we've said on this show, have gotten under his skin that that he wasn't happy about. You know, and I I talked to him look. about it, yeah. and uh, you know, like this is his like way of like I guess getting me back. But like the thing is like it didn't bother me because if anything like you just like shouted me out in the middle of a fucking main event for beyond but at the same i mean the crowd was confused because i think it was like if it was the gcw crowd you know you'd have more listeners of this show and other shows so they'd kind of have an idea of what the fuck that means but beyond they're just like looking at me like fuck why why what's happening you know what i mean because uh <laughs> it, was just, it was just a weird weird fucking spot yeah, I don't know, man. I think uh, you're turning the corner. You're gonna wind up dating Joey Janela. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna be because uh... he just got over by kissing a dude after you said you didn't like him kissing dudes. So no, I mean, I've, I've always <laughs> liked Joey. I think you've liked Joey. Oh, I like Joey, man. Joey's a great performer. Um, I know he doesn't like to hear that he's fat, but he is. Um, you know, I mean, he's a great performer. The dude always has been. Um, that's you know what got my attention with him right from the start. Is he, he goes above and beyond in the fucking ring. No pun intended with the beyond, but, um, you know, he's one of those dudes that, like, he leaves nothing on the table when he goes out there and he fucking performs, man. Like, he'll kill himself for people's entertainment and shit, but, you know, the other troll t side of shit, I don't like it. So, you know, again, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't, like, I don't ever, like, do some shit where, I, like, I'm purposely just trying to piss people off for no reason. Joey likes to do that shit, so it is, you know, that's to each their own. If that's what does it for you, you know, have at it, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think I mean with with Joey, like you know, you I, I've I've liked like the uh, the spring break shit. Like I like some of his silly shit that he, that he does that you hate clearly. Yeah, yeah. Like the vignettes and stuff. Like I've always enjoyed. Um, 
I don't like the dick spots and the, the kissing and stuff. You know, I don't, I don't like that stuff. And I honestly I had probably like a 30 minute conversation yesterday about it. And he was like, look, dude, I just don't like it. I think you can do a lot better. You don't need to do that shit. You, you know, he, he enjoys doing it. He thinks it's like funny. So like he does it and that's fine. I mean, I, I just don't like it. Just don't like now it. Now he's, he's just going to full on dedicating blowing a guy to you. That's, that's what he, <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> like, not. it's like, Hey, I really don't like that. Good. Now I'm going to dedicate every time I do it to you. So. I'm sure he'd do the same fucking shit with me, but I ain't going to be at a fucking show ever again, so. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really fucking awkward, but I'm not even there. Now, at least shout out, like, the podcast <laughs> instead of my name. That'd be better if you just give, give <laughs> we'll us free plugs. see if you plugs. can work on that. I don't, I don't fucking know, bro. Yeah, just, just, just plug, us, plug us for free on main events instead. That'd be better than uh, my government name. But uh, this was a good match. I, I, liked, I really liked the match. I mean, uh, it's exactly what you would expect from a Joey Janela and Michael Elegant match. Um, I think they jailed well in the ring. It's pretty fucking stiff. It's it's a diff- different experience being there, like right there, and uh, right by the apron where you might get kicked on the head any second. You know what I mean? So you got you got to kind of be really careful with that because, you know, with the high flyers, I think that's the most challenging thing and beyond. Because like you know, a lot of the spots that they're doing is it's fucking rough, man. Because you got, you know, sixty people around the ring that you can just kick in the head at any moment. So, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, but uh, that wrapped it up for uh beyond. Um, then we had a good, like, two-hour break, you know, break it down a little bit, get some, uh, some relaxed time so we don't fucking overheat with wrestling. Thanks, Joey, uh, for kissing the dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, during, during this break, you know, I'm, I'm outside with, uh, Janelle and and Kingston, and, you know, he asked me, he was like, you know, you, you like that spot? And I was like, nah, I didn't, I didn't at all, but I I appreciate the shout-out, though. I mean, I, I like the shout-out, I don't like the spot. And then, uh, you know, he was, like, telling, like, like, Kingston how, like, you know, we just fucking like, bury all like dick spots and all this like gay shit. And I'm like, and honestly, like, let me, let me clear this up. Cause like, I, I don't want to speak for you, but like you go ahead and, uh, you know, speak your own part when, yeah, when it comes to this. But like with me, like I can, it's, it's not the gayness that I don't, that's like offending me. I just, yeah. I hate all like silly shit. I don't like Greg excellent doing this type of shit. I don't like invisible grenades. I don't like freezing time. I hated it when, you know. What was that dude's name? Ophidian, Ossidian, whatever the fuck. The Egyptian dudes that were freezing. Yeah, yeah. I hated all that shit. I didn't find any of it funny. Human Tornado, I hated. I never found it funny. I hated all that. So it's not just like I, I just saw dick flips and I'm like, oh, there's a dick involved. I hate this shit. It's not like a homophobic thing. I just don't like like shit that's not serious. You know what I mean? I'm not into comedy wrestling. I never like Colt Cabana. Don't like Santino. I don't like any of that shit. Hand puppets. I hated when Mick Foley did the fucking Mr. Sacco. Even though mm. I fucking hated all that shit, dude. I just never liked it. No. So it's not about the gayness. Like if, like I like Christopher Street Connection for what they were because that was their gimmick. You know yeah. what I mean? It made sense. You know, it didn't bother me. But when it's like straight dudes doing it, when just to like be controversial or like piss off one fan in the crowd, that's when it's like, eh, it's, it's I don't know, I'm not digging this. You know. But like mm. guys like Christopher Street Connection, I, I dug back in the day because they played their gimmick well. The hit squad came out and fucking beat the shit out of them. You know what I mean? And that was that was their gimmick. And that was fine. But, like, when dick flips, you're flipping 16 dudes with your dick. Dude, it's just, it's fucking silly shit. Man. I just don't like it. Yeah. Just don't like it. Um, as far as me goes, um, I like some comedy wrestling. I don't like the gay shit. Straight up. I don't like the gay shit. Um, I don't mind if people are gay. Like, I got no problem with gay people. I've been friends with gay people and everything. I, I'm not into gay entertainment. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of gay entertainment. I'm just not. So, I mean, when it comes to some, isn't this hilarious and I'm grabbing a dude's dick? No, I don't think it's funny at all. 
So, I mean, that's just me. You can call it homophobic, call it what you want. I'm not into gay entertainment. You know, some people don't like fucking death matches. Some people don't like fucking lucha. Some people don't like high spots. I don't like gay entertainment. It's not my deal. So that shit, that shit doesn't make me happy. Um, you know, I, I don't give a fuck if it's 2017, if it's 2001, you know, whatever the fucking year is. It doesn't make any difference to the fact that I don't like gay entertainment. I don't like it at all. So, um, you know, and the thing with the Christopher Street connection, they didn't bother me either. But the the deal was, was their gimmick was getting the, the ever loving shit kicked out of them for being gay. Now, I'm not saying like, yo, gay bashing is the most entertaining thing in the world, but the roles were way different. They weren't like fucking celebrated for, you know, they were over and stuff. But at the end of the day, it, it would more or less come across where the hit squad was burying these dudes. You know what I mean? So, you know, it. It had its form of entertainment. Um, Mac even said on your show that like he couldn't have that type of match with the fellow twins now because it would be it would be looked as like a hate crime and shit. I don't like the way that that's turned and now everybody's got to be friendly and fucking sensitive towards you know the the you know LGBT community and this and this. Like, dude, it's a violent fucking sport. There shouldn't be offense as far as that type of shit. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't be like, oh, this is no, it's all fake. Like to say that, you know, this is offensive to the LGBT community or this is offensive to this. Well, then then intergender wrestling should just be offensive to feminists across the way, you know, and I'm sure some of them even look at it that way. But it's it shouldn't be taken as a serious fucking thing. They're not snatching a dude out of his fucking car and beating the shit out of him for being gay like you know, it's different. And again, to each their own, you know, there's a lot of that shit that's super over. Joey Ryan is making tons of fucking money. Hey, man, it is what it is. I'm not saying it should be banned from fucking wrestling, but I'm never going to be a fan of it. I'm never going to applaud it. I'm never going to treat it like it's some shit that I want to see or hear about. It's just it's not for fucking me at all. Call it what you want. I think you should ban dick flips from wrestling. I wouldn't be upset with it. I'm just saying you ain't going to find me outside any fucking arenas with any kind of sign because I'm not really that offended. I don't give a fuck what people do. Yeah, Yeah, I I just don't like the dick flips. But uh, him and Joey Ryan are apparently having a match today, and he told me he was going to go – go to town with his dick so that, i'm sure if, he if, is if that's, man if that's your thing there's plenty of plenty of gay shit to watch today for and you. i honestly think a lot of these dudes are using this shit as a safe way to be gay man because uh, you know when it comes down to it like you just do like all the gay shit make out with dudes grab each other's dicks and shit and then the end be like no nah, i was just playing i was just wrestling and shit it's like a safe way to just do some really gay shit because i feel like i never look for an opportunity to do that shit in life like it's not gonna come up but these dudes have like a profession where it's okay to just get a little gay with your boy and shit. I don't, I don't really, you know what I mean? Like Sammy Callahan laying in the fucking ocean with Dave Chris, like he needed a reason to do that shit. Like that's wrestling was that reason. Now a bunch of people go, oh, that shit's hilarious because they fight and stuff too. So that, that's really funny when they're spooning in the ocean. Like to me, I don't think that shit's funny, but you know, I mean, to each their own. Joey Ryan, you, th- you think this dude's just like like perverted? Because like I mean, a lot of times like it's like girls in the ring with him, and he's just getting them to like grab his dick, and he's like grabbing their vag and flipping them over and shit. You know what I mean? It works for him. Yeah, that's. I think that's a lot of what it comes down to is this shit's working. Yeah, this shit's working. It's selling. They've son- sold those fucking King of the Dong style shirts and all sorts of different Joey Ryan shit. And you know, look, look at the PWG crowd and fucking Jushin Liger's got a thumb up his ass. They're fucking. They're going wild. You know, it's just, it's not for me. I'm not saying it doesn't have a place because clearly these motherfuckers are going crazy for it, but I don't give a fuck about it. 
And the whole thing with, uh, you know, Hit Squad saying, like, it'd be a hate crime. It's, you know, 2001 was a very different time than, than now. You know what I mean? And then, uh, it's storytelling. You know what I mean? It's, I, don't, I don't think anything should be really offensive in, in wrestling. It's fucking storytelling. It's not real. So, it is what it is. But, uh, what do you say? Let's take a, let's take a quick two-minute break and then uh, play a song. Right. We'll come back right. and then we'll do a GCW's Worst Behavior. So, with that said, right. we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Got a death wish Cause they was on the road To the riches Back in the day They got off on the exit Real disrespect shit Whenever a nigga Try to fuck up Your investment It's hard to digest it These young niggas Don't wanna get punched In their faces So they keep the burner on them And catch a bunch of cases These old niggas Still think they living In the 80s And shorties that they knew Since they were babies Turned crazy the Bitches still holler At anybody looking Like they getting A couple dollars Could fuck suck And swallow Ain't no Nobody winning, but everybody can't lose. The dirt's still there. Funeral home ain't moved. Going in, coming out, gang affiliated. You'd rather go back before being humiliated. A black cloud over the hood, you can't escape it. Dust smoking niggas walking around in the matrix. Loyalty is thin, the tension is thick. Look at the broke niggas' face when you mention a brick. Stick up kids come around when they sense that you're rich. Candles and lism get lit when you get hit with the fifth. Niggas that used to hoop dream is now selling the piff. And they still ratting, but you can't tell if you stiff. Especially when the text bit. Fuck around, get your head and your neck hit. Looking for a death wish. What? Talking out your mouth, all reckless. To a nigga that you know that'll let it off. That's a death wish. When your heart stops and your body gets breathless. And help don't come in enough time. That's a death wish. When you see the blood and realize that your chest is hit. And don't know where it came from. That's a death wish. When you know a nigga whole styles on some next shit. Alright, and we're back after a quick little break. We're going to talk about uh, let's talk about CZW real quick before we get into GCW because CZW uh, from from what I was gathering yesterday from fans that are you know close to DJ and fucking wrestlers and every, pretty much everybody knows that uh, CZW clearly is is losing their uh, their venue <laughs> I guess in fucking after Cage of Death apparently I don't know I don't know even know if they're going to make it to Cage of Death if I'm being 100 percent honest with you but uh, they don't have a home and. Rumors are they may be taking a break after that, like early next year. Sometimes they take January off. I don't know if they consider that like a break because sometimes they just take January off. So I don't you – know, sometimes they'll make a big deal about something like, yeah, we're going to take it. And it's just fucking back in February, free anniversary show or whatever. Yeah. Well, the thing is they don't have a venue. They can't secure a venue. That's their main issue. And uh, Yeah. <laughs> from from what I heard is uh, I guess I guess there's a lot of cheerleading teams that practice in this in this venue and uh that's the main income for the owners is is from cheerleading so czw is doing like you know one fucking show a month so they don't really give a shit about them but uh apparently like jimmy jimmy lloyd was walking around this venue and i guess some of the cheerleaders saw jimmy lloyd walking around and they were like who's he and they were like oh that's that's one of the wrestlers that's 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 new here and they're like oh he's the wrestler and they're like, yeah, that's, he's the wrestler. So they were, like, freaking out and just fucking, like, told the owners, like, hey, we're going to, like, cancel our shit unless you get him the fuck out of here. Like, 
we're not comfortable with these dudes here. Like, I don't know if they were like creeped out or like, I don't know what the fuck it was, but, uh, they asked for blood testing to be done. Cause <laughs> this is a requirement blood testing and background checks on all the wrestlers on this show. Yeah. See, like I see Jimmy Lloyd's appearance on a wrestling show and I go, get this fucking guy out of here. Why the fuck is he on the card? Why is there no high standards? Why, why the fuck? Is is has wrestling dumbed itself down to this point where we have this young ass kid who's doing tremendously irresponsible, dangerous shit in the fucking ring just because he's fucking young and dumb and, and fucking and he's just so ridiculously out of shape and it's all just acceptable. And like that's how I feel. Be, and I watch wrestling. There's people who don't even watch wrestling that see that dude and go, get him the fuck out of here. What the fuck? <laughs> like, it's pretty much the same shit I'm saying without even being a fan of the product. They're like, what the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> like, that's that's wild as hell, man. That, like, they're not even interested in the product. And, and they're offended by him being a part of the product. <laughs> like, they're offended holy the point shit. they want blood testing for the whole fucking roster. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, if anyone's looking like that in there, we definitely need to know that they don't have fucking AIDS or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> Fuck. It's fucking wild. But, um, yeah, I mean, we saw this coming as, as soon as Dojo Wars did one show and they were like, yep, we got to get the fuck out of here. Um, I don't know. Man. Speaking of that, man, you sent me, um, you, you sent me a fucking picture of, um, yeah. Frankie, <laughs> Frankie Picard with a big letter Y painted on his his chest like he, he was at a yankees game and he was the y and they were <laughs> they were doing a wave and shit but um my, i i echo his sentiments of why like why the fuck is <laughs> why is this shit going on like why can't he find a fucking gym why does he keep fucking doing this type of shit and he just keeps looking more ridiculous as time goes this dude was the wired champion for like a second Dude, i forgot about that <laughs> yeah Yo, why indeed frank why indeed? Why do you keep eating seconds when you know you can't handle carbs like that? Why? Oh, Jesus. You know, why can't you find a gimmick that works, man? It's yeah. Like, so why? I don't, I don't even why? know what this is. He calls himself like the, what the fuck is it? Um, The God of, yeah, I knew it was a video game. The God of War, Frankie Picard. It's like, who the fuck believes that shit, bro? Like, what kind of delusional shit is that? Like, why? Another, another letter Y. Why are you calling yourself the God of War? It was like a this backwards like a like a stem off of the Riddler gimmick. Instead of a question mark, you just put a big Y, and people just go, "Why? Why is why is this happening? Yeah, why him?" But uh, yeah, let's get, let's get into game changer wrestling. Um, yeah, GCW started out with, uh, and by the way, they they drew more later that night. Still like one of the smaller crowds for GCW. I was surprised actually. That's a shame. Um, probably did maybe like like three hundred people or something. It was like a CZW show, you know, same kind of, same kind of, uh, same amount of people, but, um, they didn't seem irritated with it or anything. They seemed like, you know, I guess that's what they were expecting. I don't know. But, um, and I guess doing with, doing the show with Beyond helps because I guess, you know, they probably, some of the guys were already booked. They were there mm-hmm. or Beyond. But, uh, yeah, the show started out with, uh, Eddie Kingston going against Kyle the Beast. Um, this match was all right. I mean, you know, you know Eddie Kingston and Kyle the Beast both are good, you know, I just don't like Kyle Beast's gimmick, man. I told him even yesterday, like, dude, your gimmick is awful, man. You're like, so you told him. Yeah, dude, you're, you're so good at <laughs> Your gimmick is awful, man. And he was like, well, yeah, but people don't understand it. 
Because, like, you know, there's so much more that goes into the woods. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I get it. You smoke weed. Like, trees. It's cute. I, it's like... Yeah. But, like, the thing is, if the fans don't understand your gimmick, you're failing at a gimmick. Like, the fans are the ones who are supposed to understand what the fuck you're doing. If it's, like, your inside thing that you're, like, you just don't get it, then maybe you should do something that the fans get and they'll get behind you and shit. I, I mean, this is just a wild theory I have that, like, the fans are probably the ones who should get it yeah. and otherwise. Yeah, this whole thing is, like, there's a thousand and one reasons why he's from the woods. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't even know one, dude. I don't if you just start listing them in promos or put like a t-shirt out that has all those reasons or something, because we're trying and we just don't fucking know what you're talking about. A new t-shirt idea. <laughs> Thousand and one reasons I'm called I'm from the woods. But yeah, I, I guess it's, it's the weed thing. And you know, I didn't even know he was like a weed head, but like I saw him all day, like blowing on the back. So I was like, Oh, I get it. Like, Cause I told him I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. Say that on a, and when you say that on a GCW show, you gotta be careful. When he when he's blowing in the back, you know, oh Joey Janela shouting him out. I didn't, I didn't hear my name, so I just I <laughs> yeah. So you knew it was the other kind yeah, of blowing. Yeah, he knew my name, but uh, yeah, he was uh, I don't know. Cause I told him I was I was like yeah, that was that was a good match with Kingston, man. And he was like oh yeah, he's like I was like yeah, man. The, the fans always give you shit here though, you know, because they at the front row, they fucking hate him. He's like yeah, I don't I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm, you know, I try. I'm like yeah, dude, it's just a gimmick. I don't, don't doesn't work, you know. And uh, he didn't take offense to it or anything, but he tried to like explain, like, "Oh yeah, just people don't get it because there's like so many reasons behind." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I, I mean, you're smoking right now, so I'm guessing the, the trees, you know, like get it, smoking trees, woods, like that's is that it? Or I don't get it. But what's what are you? Why are you from the woods, man? You're from New Jersey. Why why the woods? But I don't know, man. I hope I hope the guy just fucking just does something else because he is really good in the ring. He's just the gimmick is just awful." Especially with the cane, you know, walking out with the fucking cane, it's like, yeah, yeah, not not a fan of it. Yeah, he's supposed to be strong, like super strong, and you're the one motherfucker out there with a cane. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't need a cane to walk to the ring because you're a beast. So why would a beast need a cane? Whatever. People just don't get it. Yeah, I guess that, yeah. There's a thousand and one. Another reasons. one with a Riddler gimmick. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> a thousand and one reasons he's carrying the cane, and we just don't get it. But uh, I saw Eddie Kingston by the commentary team, so I'm hoping, I'm, I'm praying Eddie Kingston was on commentary for some of this. Yeah, that would be great. Because, goddammit, man, you got Steve Mack, which he's really good on commentary for JAP. Um, you got Eddie Kingston that's just fucking, you know, always killed it on IWA and all kinds of shows. So I really, dude, take advantage of these fucking wrestlers. Because a lot of them, man, it's, it, again, it's not like CZW. Like, the, the wrestlers come out from the locker room and just watch matches, you know what I mean? I'm sure a yeah. lot of them, they're already watching it. I'm sure a lot of them wouldn't mind. Like, yo, you want to just switch up and do commentary real quick for this match? Yeah, why yeah. not? You know? It's different. Switch it up, man. Who's the other dude that with MLJ that does commentary? Uh, Colin West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, like, they seemingly need one guy that's going to talk about how hot the fucking wrestlers are. So they had Larry Legend, and when they switched that out, they're like, we need someone else really gay. And so they went with Colin West. So it's like, I don't know why they think that's, like, an essential part of, like, a a deathmatch wrestling company is one guy that wants to fuck everybody in the ring. Uh, I don't know. That seems like that's their angle. But Yeah, I don't know what was with that one. one what was it? The NGI or TOS that they were getting real gay on? I don't, I don't remember which one it was. But Maybe Louie could do commentary. <laughs> Yo, big big shout out to fucking Louie, man, because he fucking came through for me because uh, I've been looking for this this uh, this uh, USA Pro show, right, from like fucking like ages ago. 
And mm-hmm. the only reason is because, like, I saw it advertised as Sabu and Snooker against Damien 666 and Halloween. Now, you know, I'm, like, fucking, like, you know, 16, 17 at the time. You know, huge fan of Sabu and shit. I'm like, yo, I got to fucking see this shit. I, I've been searching for this footage for fucking years. And uh, I asked Louie, I'm like, yo, you got that? You, do you have this? And he was like, you know, let me look through it and shit. And I totally forgot about it. And he brought it to G, uh, to GCW for me yesterday, a burnt copy. So, big shout out to him. I appreciate that. I totally forgot that. Actually. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. Speaking of Sabu, you seen that fucking uh, Sabu? Oh yeah. The host about uh, Kevin Matthews and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He seems fucking pretty pissed off. Yeah, I guess Sabu must be doing doing well with the new hip and everything, because Masada was really putting him over, saying he's he's back to doing what he does. And he, in this post, he was saying like, you know, I, I feel brand new and I can fucking kill you, you know, kick your ass and all this shit. So I, I don't know. Mostly, they seem pretty heated. Yeah. Oh, Sabu. He talks a lot of shit on his Facebook, though. I don't, he's, you know, he's sad. It wasn't, like, well-written, that's for sure. Well, yeah, yes, it definitely was written like a guy who didn't talk for a lot of years in wrestling. Yeah, he's, he's awful on that shit, dude. But, um, <laughs> let's get into the next match. It was it was the four-way. It was uh, Tony Deppen going against Shinron from, from Beyond Wrestling. Um, also going against Eli Everfly. And who was the fourth fucking person? I forget what the fourth person is. Um, Shenron, Eli Everfly, Anthony Deppin. I don't know. It was a four-way. But this match actually fucking surprised me because this was probably one of my favorite matches of the whole day. And uh, mm. that Shenron dude is fucking crazy, dude. Him and Eli, like, they, they're fucking... Those guys... You, you need to watch this match, dude. They were some, doing some moves I've never seen ever. Like, just some real innovative shit. And um, I thought this was a slept-on match, man. This was, like, one of the fucking highlights of the whole day for me right here. This four-way match. And I I, I was sure. not expecting shit from this, honestly, at all. I was just like, oh, yeah, this is not going to be... This was for the extreme title, right? This was for the, this was for the extreme title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Hey, and look, I, you know, I, I understand they want to have titles and stuff, and I don't have a problem with that at all. But it's just strange that, like, I mean, you guys got to rename that fucking belt. I mean... You know, a company like CZW just needed, needlessly renames belts into, like, bullshit. Like, remember, like, oh, we tried TV. Let's name it after that shit that failed. And, and then what, we got a rainbow on the belt. It used to be way, way cooler. But um, so they're like, all right, uh, GCW, they had, when they were JCW, they had the extreme title, I think it's called, something like that. And um, it, it was kind of like their hardcore title. They didn't do really hardcore shit. But, you know, if they had a couple chair spots in the match or chairs were illegal in a match, they'd have their extreme title on the line, you know. And when I went to the, the show in Brick, they had uh, Crowbar was the fucking champion. And, you know, it was like, again, like a chair spot or something. And uh, that that was that was the extent of it. Now Now their extreme title is defended in matches that are not extreme, especially you know uh, up against the rest of the card like the rest of the card is fucking insane and then you have your extreme title that's kind of not not the extreme matches so it's just kind of strange again just rename your fucking title let motherfuckers tear it up for the title but at the moment it's a little silly with the skull on the belt and shit yeah just call it like light heavyweight or you know light cruiser yeah yeah whatever but yeah i mean i'm definitely looking forward to this match i heard a lot of good shit about it so um yeah, I'll check it out. You don't even know who the fourth guy is, and you think it's, it's awesome. actually Smiley. I'm surprised I forgot Smiley. Okay. Because Smiley's fucking awesome. So yeah, Smiley. You know, he was doing some crazy shit. That Eli kid, awesome, and fucking Shinron. He uh, he really fucking impressed me. And uh, you know, Tony Depp, and he's like a stiff guy. He's not really like a 
high flyer or anything, but he he was good for what it was. And uh, Tony Devon actually defeated Smiley, so he's the new extreme champion. Yeah. Which again, it puts it in. It is kind of silly if Tony Deppen <laughs> is your extreme champion, and then you know, like fucking Matt Tremont's your heavyweight champion. It's like, yeah. But yeah. they don't even need an extreme champ. I mean, the company's extreme on its own, dude. He's just a right. just a heavyweight champion. Should be the that's the extreme champion. If anything, just make that the the fucking light light title. You know. Yeah, yeah light title, title yeah. or call it whatever you want. I mean, just extreme is a little silly because you have very extreme things going on on the card. Yeah. And then uh, let's get into the next match. Next match was a private party came out, who are mm-hmm. uh, the tag team champions. Jake Cat didn't know, but they are tag team champions. Yeah. Uh, yeah honestly, yeah, I don't even know who titles. they beat for those titles. Because they said that no. they've been champions for almost like 400 days. So it had to stem back to like the fucking like JCW days maybe. or I, I don't know. I don't, I don't recall them winning the title. I don't even know who the champions were previously. Yeah, I have no fucking idea at all. I know, uh, I think Joey and X-Pac were previously champions in JCW. Yeah, yeah, I remember them, like, beating, like, DeMonto and uh, Damian Darlin or some shit like that. Yeah, five-star match, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was probably... I think that might have been the one I watched, actually, and I don't even... (laughs) Yeah, terrible. Go ahead. Uh, Private Party came out, and they were, you know, kind of, like, bitching that they weren't on the show, and they're the tag team champions, and they've been holding on to the titles for almost 400 days. So they added themselves to the three-way match, um, to the to the tag team match, made it a three-way, which was the Hooligans um, going against John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley. Um, so this was a three-way match. I was actually really happy with this because I thought Private Party added a lot to this match because it was like a weird fucking mix-up of teams, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. uh, you know the Rejects and Hooligans like that. They obviously just same style, but uh, Private Party, Private Party, fucking over, dude. People were loving them. And uh, yeah. they were the first ones that were eliminated from the match, and people were fucking booing. So that shows you that people people are really digging these dudes. And uh, I'm pretty sure they're a great like, young team. Yeah, they're probably like uh, like 18, 19, whatever. They yeah, are. fucking super young. A lot of talent. Yeah, for sure. Um, this match was was pretty fucking good, man. I, I really liked it. Um, I know a lot. I know themselves. They weren't happy with it. The, the people that were in the match because um, mm-hmm. they wanted to brawl more, and there were supposed to be more spots. I thought it just didn't need to be a death match or anything. You know, like, there's already fucking, like, six death matches on here, dude. We don't, like, just, right. just, do, just do a regular match. We don't need anything else. Um, it was a good brawl. They were fucking throwing chairs at each other in the, uh, in the audience, which I thought was insane because they were throwing chairs from, like, 20 feet away. I'm like, dude, if you miss, like, you're, you're aiming for half the crowd, you know? Like, right. This is fucking, it was real intense. And I'm, I'm, like, trying to record, but I'm trying to keep my distance, too, so if I see a chair coming, I can dodge it, you know? But, uh, yeah. yeah, the chairs came flying in. And I'm guessing this is where Reed Bentley got that fucking tennis ball-sized lump on his fucking head. Because this dude has bad luck, man. He's always getting With the up. hooligans, man. That's the hooligans. <laughs> be fucking that dude up. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's up with that, man. But his fucking head started instantly just lumping up, dude. That shit looked bad. And uh, I know you got you got it taped up later on. He was walking around fine. But can't can't imagine that. That felt good, man. Um they used some barbed wire in this match. No light tubes or anything. Uh, I honestly didn't even think that was necessary. But this was a really good match. It was a good brawl. Um, and John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley actually won the tag team titles. Um, so they're your tag team champions. I'm guessing they're going to be uh, used regularly, which is good because I've, I've been waiting for somebody to use uh, Wayne Murdoch in the Northeast. I think that guy is definitely, definitely a great deathmatch guy. So CZW's not using him. Why not use him? Um, 
So you're getting those guys, and then fucking Jimmy Lloyd came out and smashed light tubes on Reed Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch's head because, you know, they attacked him at the last show. And uh, he basically challenged them to a non-death match at the Allentown show. And he's going to have a mystery opponent. So you're going to see Jimmy Lloyd and a mystery opponent against, you know, the rejects for the titles. And I'm guessing it's probably going to be Brandon Kirk because um, mm-hmm. they attacked both of them at the same time. Right. So we'll see what happens with that. But I can't say I'm, I'm excited about that match at all. I don't give a shit about right. that. But um, Jimmy was actually off this show, man. I was surprised. Yeah, that is surprising. Yeah, Jimmy's not on this show, but he's on the Beyond show. Very, very surprising. Um, all right, so let's get into our uh, first fucking death match, which was match of the fucking night, match of the day for me. Eric Ryan and Ciclope. Dude, fucking just anybody that enjoys that, go, go out of your way to watch this match. Because I think both guys were trying to prove something. They're hungry. Especially Eric Ryan. He's a guy that really gets overlooked, I feel like. You know, because I saw his match in, in GCW in Wisconsin. He fucking killed it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I saw his, you know, shit with, uh, you know, CZW when he was in Ohio's for Killers for a little bit. He did that, uh, what was it, a Tangled Web that was fucking nuts. And he bladed himself, like, to death. Yeah, dude, that's, that fucking blade job was fucking way overkill. It was like, holy shit, dude. Like, looked like he was trying to take the top of his fucking head off. Yeah, he was fucking, he had a fucking... He had a whole fucking mouth on his forehead, dude. It was fucking intense. Uh, yeah. Insane. It was fucking, it was, it was a little much. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's a dude that tries really hard. He could actually wrestle on top of, you know, death matches. And, and uh, yeah, he does a lot. Um, I saw the one uh, spot, the shopping cart thing. is fucking, that's always scary because it reminds you of the fucking blood spot from uh, TOD when fucking that dude blood got his leg filleted open and shit. They obviously took it way different. And the light tubes were across the top instead of, um, you know, stuck in it, like, up and down. So, uh, you know, a little different, but, yeah, it, it looked nutty. I'm sure it was great. Yeah, that shopping cart, um, that that one is, like, probably my favorite spot of the match, man. I was fucking nuts. And then the shopping yeah. cart, like, fell over and shit. I was like, yo, <laughs> yeah. this dude is out of his mind, man. That's Ciclope, dude, man. He's no fucking joke. They used uh, Kenzon. Uh, Eric Ryan took it, which, you know, yeah. fucking... I don't know, man. There's been a handful of people that have taken those, man. And and for a guy that doesn't do that many death matches, that's that's it's pretty ballsy. Those, are, yeah, those are always fucking evil, man. Like there's that is like one of the most hardcore fucking things out there is when they take that shit pounded into their fucking head. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. You should have seen his forehead afterwards. You know, I, I after the after the show, I went up to him and I never talked to the dude before. I was like, yo, man, like real shit. Like I was that was fucking match the night for me he's like hey man i really appreciate it i'm looking at his forehead i'm like holy fucking shit dude you got you got a whole nother fucking face growing out of your forehead you know like the fucking lump is like six inches out dude it's fucking nuts yeah Yeah. it's disgusting i don't know man you really don't have to do kenzons i'm totally fine with people not not doing kenzons ever the fuck again yeah it's insane i mean it's really really fucking crazy when you're seeing them like pulling them shits out of fucking kobayashi's head and fucking cannonball's head and like anyone who had those fucking things flattened to their fucking head you watch them just like yanking and the whole fucking skull like lifting up and shit like yeesh that's that's fucking too much for me man i dude that can't know. even be that can't be good for your fucking like skull or brain <laughs> i'd have to imagine like just no I, i'm sure there's a lot of this that isn't good for you but um yeah this is one of those things that i mean it's going into your skull like that's fucking terrible i would think right yeah 
I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it goes a lot deeper than skewers, but like skewers always like freak me out for that same reason. I feel like it's it's puncturing your skull. It's not like you know you're not doing a blade job. Yeah, well, those are wood too. At least they're gonna break at a certain point. Not that that's a good thing if it's in your fucking head, but uh, I don't know that hard metal man with that fucking thick metal backing. I feel like that shit could definitely fucking kill you if if shit goes wrong. I don't know the right way for that to go, but um, yeah, well, especially fuck, the spikes too. Shit. Dude. The spikes on there is they're thick. You know, it's not like little needles. Yeah. They're fucking thick ass. Like it's I don't know, it's disgusting. I'm I'm totally fine with never seeing Kenzons. I have one of them from one of the matches that they did. I forget which one it was from. I think it was like a Drake match or something. But, um, yeah, I have one. And, fuck, man, like, you just hold it in your hand. It's got a fucking weight to it. And it, those fucking things are no joke sharp. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess they, they re-upped on the Kenzans every time a Japanese dude comes in. I guess they br- bring a bunch yeah, of like, them. Yeah, someone to carry on. Yeah, I, I'm serious. I guess that's because, I mean, whenever you see them, it's like, you know, Kobayashi, Junkasai. I guess they got it from Daisuke, um, the, the dude, uh, what is his name, uh, Masaoka, Daisuke, whatever his name was, the dude they brought yeah. in last time, um, I'm guessing he probably brought a bunch, because they fucking, if you remember the NGI, man, they had a whole fucking board full of them, yeah. so yeah. I'm guessing they, they either, hopefully they didn't reuse any of them, but, um, which I'm sure they, they probably didn't, hopefully, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they probably got a decent amount to use for the rest of the year. Could probably disinfect the metal, because they're still fucking thick. Yeah. Yeah, that's disgusting. But um yeah, this this match, man, go out of your fucking way to see this shit, dude. There was frog splashes with fucking, you know, light tubes, there was like Kenzon, and they got like a standing ovation, you know, and just you know, just during intermission you see all the wrestlers talking about Eric Ryan and like, oh he's ready, man, you guys gotta start using him more. This dude's fucking hungry. Um so again, I have to watch it, you know, on on the tape, but from what I remember this this was pretty much the highlight. Um, of the night for me, and maybe it's because they were the underdogs. Nobody was really expecting too much out of it. But that's Ciclope, dude. Man, he's he's becoming slowly one of my favorite ones. He's fucking that dude is out of his fucking mind. He'll take anything, man. That dude was trying to do fire. He was trying to do all kinds of shit. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And then uh, let's go to the next match. We have Schlack defending the DTU title against G Raver. Uh, they had some kind of fucking crazy like pyramid light tube thing I'm, I'm pretty sure you've seen probably that um that spot i put it up um it's like a huge fucking pyramid and it's just made out of light tubes g raver like double knees him into it and he falls yeah. through it um the only spot i didn't like in this match was schlack like like uh he botched the one spot real bad he couldn't get him up for a power bomb and it looked it looked really silly because he was like you know schlack's like a big dude he's like trying to get him yeah. up for a power bomb he like attempted like three times and it was just like looking awkward <laughs> i was just like oh. But uh, this was a good match. I mean, they're fucking two crazy dudes that you've seen murder each other in Wisconsin. So, did you see the Wisconsin match? I have. Yeah, yeah. How did this compare? I think overall the flow of the match was better in Wisconsin, but this one had crazier okay. spots. Okay. Yeah, I thought the Wisconsin match was insanely stiff. Like, if you didn't know better, you'd think that these two hated each other, which is exactly what I want out of wrestling. Is I want. You know, and he did throw the one chair kind of fucked up and even brought it up in the promo leading up to this match. Like, hey, that fucking chair you threw at me last show wasn't fucking cool. You know, like, and I mean, it might have just been, hey, don't worry about it in the back. But that was enough to fucking bring back up to the fans to make them think like, oh, shit, these guys might have heat. And, And again, I don't give a fuck if you guys vacation together, but 
when it comes to wrestling, please fucking let's just pretend like it's fucking you got an issue with him. You know, like maybe you just had an argument earlier that day, like your best friends. But like he's really pissing you off this week. Like, give me give me fucking something. Yeah, I think um, I think he actually gave him a receipt for that chair shot. Like I was, I was like the gimmick of the beginning of the match. He threw a chair yeah. right back at him the same way. I feel like he did in the match in Wisconsin. I feel like there was enough receipts there that I was like, well, they're even now because he just fucked him up. Yeah, he got him but, back. He got him back. Okay. He keep got it him going. Again. But, uh, yeah, dude, ton, ton of fucking light tubes. Exactly what you'd expect from a G-Raver and Schlack match, you know. Um, yeah. And thankfully, they didn't break the fucking pyramid because every time it seems like they build one of these huge, you know, structures out of light tubes. It's with Jimmy Lloyd for some reason. Every time they give it to him and he ends up, like, stepping on it and fucking it up. So uh, this time it wasn't botched. <laughs> it actually held together, and it was a it was a cool fucking spot. Um, G Raver, man, he's getting fucking over, man. There was a lot of Raver chance. He's he's fucking killing him, man. I like that dude. He's doing good shit out there. Um, glad to see him doing GCW too, man. Because I know CZW was giving him shit a while back for, you know, you have to choose which one you want to do, and you know, it seems like he's doing more GCW shows now than CZW anyway. So hopefully that works yeah. out for him. But uh. Let's go on to the next match. We had uh, Joey Janela and uh, Darby Allen. Um, this was pretty much like the same stipulations as like uh, Teddy Hart and Joey Janela. You know, ladders, uh, chairs, and fucking doors. You know, I don't know what's with the doors, but tables are gone. We're getting doors from now on. Yeah, but, um, cheaper. Yeah, but these doors actually they they broke like real real nice. I like I like the the effect. Um, you think they hurt more? I mean, I'd imagine they, they hurt less than tables. Hmm. Yeah, uh, hollow core doors. I mean, who hasn't put their hand through one of those as a kid? I, I mean, maybe I'm fucking nuts, but I think everybody who I knew when they were younger like punched a hole in a fucking hollow core door at some point or another. But um, this match had a bunch, uh, of, a bunch of cool shit. I know Joey broke his like toe or some shit, a pinky. Yeah. Match or yeah. something like that. Um. This match, they they fucking, and you're gonna fucking laugh your ass off. Or you're actually gonna, you're, it's gonna probably bother you. But uh, <laughs> they, uh, he asked for like a ladder, and uh-huh. fucking Matt Wolf brings in like a fucking twenty foot ladder. And mind you, the ceiling is very low at the Game Change World. You know, All right. you're putting a midget ladder in that ring, and that's it, dude. You're not fucking putting a TLC ladder match in that fucking ring. So they right. brought it, and Joey's, like, trying to fit it, and it's hitting the ceiling. It's, like, hitting the alarm. It's, like, fucking, like, you know, about to, like, collapse the ceiling and shit, hitting pipes. He's like, what the fuck, man? Like, I need a smaller ladder. This is bullshit. And then you got, like, real fucking, you got, like, irritated. You could tell it's, because it's awkward. Now, not, you know, Darby Allen has to sell it for another two minutes till these fucking dickheads go outside and get another ladder. And Joey's just kind of standing there trying to kill time. It just, you know, that, that was kind of fucking, that was silly. And then they brought in, like, a four-foot ladder. <laughs> You know, instead, they didn't even go for the middle one, you know, and I think I think he was probably too frustrated at that point to be like, no, get like the middle size, dude, like yeah. not the little, little one, the one that would fit in the fucking ring, but still look good. So they just brought the little one and he just he just went in it with that one. Um, this this wasn't nowhere near as good as like the Teddy Hart and Joey Janela, but it was a really good match. Though, and I think everybody would be happy with the product. Um, they did put on a really good match. They fucking did all kinds of, you know, flippity, flippity do shit and craziness um i can't remember any like crazy spots from this but i remember i enjoyed it i didn't really like nothing bothered me but that that ladder thing that was that was fucking ridiculous man nah 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to this match. Uh, this is definitely one of the ones that I wanted to see. Um, I saw, you know, clips of the, I forget where the, they even wrestled, but, uh, you know, they had the shit with the handcuffs and did those spots and fucking, uh, they just overall just looked like they really gelled well on the ring and, and did some crazy shit. It's funny, too, because when I had Darby on, fucking Joey put up as a question when I said, you know, anyone have any questions? He put up like, yeah, hey, why is he trying to be a wannabe bad boy or something like that? So I, I asked him that because, you know, I'll fucking ask anything you guys put up. And, um, and like, he didn't seem to really know who Joey was at the time. So it was funny because one of his first, like, interactions with Joey was through my show. Like, oh, shit, I don't know. I guess, you know, um, you know, it just seemed like, you know, maybe he's heard of him or whatever. But he, he didn't have any issues with him or, or really know about him, wanting to wrestle him. And I feel like that was, like, a little bit of a, you know preamble to them end up wrestling later on and gelling really well in the ring from what i've seen so i, I think this is going to be a great match uh again i haven't seen it so yeah they actually i'm glad you reminded me of that because they did the um he brought in duct tape and they duct taped darby allen's hands and this dude did all kinds of shit with no hands for a good yeah. two, three solid minutes when i'm talking about fucking moonsaults you know just uh suicide dives flipping over the fucking top rope drop kicks you know all kinds of shit and like put it in perspective you don't have your hands you can't protect yourself you know you're literally like yeah you have to be really fucking good to be able to do that without breaking your neck but uh yeah, he's awesome the one spot at the end was um how he won the match was he did like a tombstone pile driver joey janela did mm -hmm. um, through a chair and i think he like slipped or something man but it, it looked it looked rough on fucking darby i mean thankfully nothing happened to the dude but that, that looked fucking rough either that or they're just really good at making a fucking look insane but that, i think that was a little uh, a little rougher than they probably anticipated, but um, good overall match, man. I'll, I'll definitely go and check that out. Good. Um, this brought us to the heavyweight title match: Matt Tremont going against uh, Marcus Crane. Marcus Crane was fucking over his shit, man. The people actually wanted him to win the title, um, and he didn't win the title. But uh, when the match was over, people were booing Tremont, which surprised the fuck out of me. Wow. wow. Yeah, not everyone, but there was there was some boos in the crowd. I don't think they were booing him. They were they just wanted a new champion. I think they uh they really wanted Marcus Crane, but um in this match they did the fucking gussets, and it was a whole like plate of gussets. You know you know like the the long ones, that's like right. two feet of just gussets. Um, he put that on uh, Tremont's arm and just like pounded it in, and it actually stuck to his whole arm. Like really reminded me of the Masada thing because like dude he yeah. just instantly just fucking just started gushing out blood, and um. Yeah. Masada, I mean, not Masada. Tremont kind of started freaking out. He was asking for tape. And they were taping it, like, because you could tell it was bad, man. They, they started taping the shit out of it. Next thing you know, they're bringing in the saw boards, you know, these hand saws. Yeah. And uh, Marcus Crane takes out a hand saw and starts, like, sawing off his arm. And I guess, I guess Tremont, you know, bladed too badly when it came to his arm. And uh, I guess he had, he had, like, glass stuck in his arm previously. And when he bladed, mm -hmm. he pushed the glass more in. So they had to, like, Jesus. reopen his arm to get the glass out. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know, dude. It looked rough, though. Because you could tell, like, I'd never seen really Tremont, like, he looked like he was exhausted in the ring, you know? He looked like yeah. he was, like, struggling to, to wrap it up. He, he didn't look comfortable. And this was, like, the first time I'd seen him like that. So I'm guessing I'm guessing it was pretty bad. But uh, I saw him walking around later on, and he looked just as exhausted. So I don't know, man. That, that looked pretty fucking rough. And that had to stop the match for a few minutes, which kind of threw off the, the flow. But uh, Wow. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I saw um I saw one uh picture that I thought looked fucking ridiculous because you know the, the amount of crazy shit that these guys legitimately do in the ring, I I don't, you know I, I don't doubt 
that they're fucking nuts and like doing everything like a hundred percent. But there was one picture I saw that he's using the the blunt side of the saw and he's carving Tremont's arm. And it's like, come on, guys, <laughs> like, you don't you don't necessarily have to use the other side of the saw that doesn't really cut and make you know and if someone takes a picture of that just like delete it like it's it's not a good look but i, I mean that that not to you know nitpick or say like yeah that took me away from it I, again i didn't see the match and i'm sure the two of these guys did fucking insane shit in this match because um and i understand why marcus cranes that over because he's been doing the nuttiest shit on the card since he's got there you know he's pigeon spikes and all the crazy shit that he's doing i mean the fans should fucking love him for the efforts he's putting out so i've yeah, I 100% understand. Of course, you know, for a guy like Tremont to not be over, he's one of the most over indie wrestlers overall, I think. For the crowds he wrestles in front of, I mean, doesn't get more over than Matt Tremont. So, yeah, it's kind of surprising, but in the same token with Marcus, I get it. Yeah, I mean, they, they popped for Tremont. I'm not saying he wasn't over. It's just I think they wanted to see the title change, you know. They mm-hmm. were ready for, for Marcus Crane to get that shot because, again, He's taken all the crazy shit in GCW, all the most fucking violent shit you can imagine, scissors, razor boards, you know, the, the pigeon spikes like you just mentioned, all that shit, all Marcus Crane, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one cool spot was they had like an ironing board and they, they fucking had tubes on there and uh, Tremont did a suplex onto onto that from the top rope, which looked fucking brutal. They also laid out the handsaw boards on, on the ground and... Um, Tremont did like I don't know if he did I don't remember what he did I think he did like a Samoan drop onto it um it looked fucking brutal because he caught all of that man I mean I remember the first like uh uh the second TOS he missed it against Takeda and we kind of you know said that that kind of ruined the spot but he fucking he got all of it this time and he got all the last time so I can't imagine those hand saws pointing up like that man yeah, feeling good, and they, they were the sharp side up, man. They were outside. Yeah, they saw that. It's not for no fucking bullshit. It's, I don't know. That that spot. Yeah, it looks like a DVD me. or something. I saw the the uh, that clip. It looked kind of like a DVD type thing, but yeah, yeah. I always uh, it, I don't know, man. It always freaks me out when they bring the saws out because that that's some shit that can like really fucking, you know, like really send you to the hospital, man. Like for good. I would think so. Especially getting like a backdrop or a Samoan drop or power bombed onto that thing, man. That's that's a lot I of. I feel like they can go really fucking deep. I mean, well, exactly because they're not they're not you know sure like the the board is you know a couple of inches thick the styrofoam board, but these saws are a good you know six seven inches fucking you know long. So like a lot a good like inch and a half two inches of the of the you know the saw is still sticking out and that goes into you, man. You're you're fucking done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no no title change. Um, Matt Tremont, I don't, I don't know, man. He uh he did cut a promo at the end, which you know we, we've we've both talked to Tremont and he's talked about oh he's he's not retiring soon. He's just retiring from deathmatch tournaments. He's still doing deathmatches. Again, I don't know how much I buy that because you know when this when this happened, um, you know later on he cut a promo about Gage, which we'll get into in a second, where mm-hmm. uh, basically he challenged Gage for round three, which will happen in December. Um, right, and he said his his you know his time is running out, you know, and again he's it's not a tournament, so when he's saying his time is running out, I'm guessing he's he's almost done or he's wrapping. I don't know what's happening with him, but he I don't know I don't know if I fully buy it's just tournaments. Yeah, it's weird because you know he he will t- if you flat out asked him like are you retiring and be like I'm not retiring, but then like he cuts promo after promo about like I don't know how much longer I could do this shit like so. 
I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that, you know, be the end, you know, sort of soon for him. Um, I, I think he definitely wants to do more Japan. He even said when he went to Japan, I want to end my career here. So, I mean, he's probably going to try to get some, you know, long tour booked over there at some point or another. And whether that be the end or, you know, maybe he wants to go a couple more times. I don't really know what's in his head, but I know the, the end doesn't seem that far off from a lot of the stuff that he says. And if anything, you I could, think I think it's going to be through freedoms with, you know, GCW and DTU, like working together again. Or for yeah. the first time, I should say. Um, I don't see like FMW and CCW doing business again. You know, I don't really see that being the case, especially since Onita's retired. Um, that's pretty much dead, you know. So yeah, and I don't think that's like the ultimate Japan experience for Tremont either. I'm sure he absolutely loved being there, but to you know go over there and like work fucking Kasai and work fucking you know the guys like that. I think that's going to be the Japan experience that, that Tremont needs. Um, I'd like to see him in in that experience personally. And yeah, I mean, you could just see he's fucking beat up, man. Like, there's only so far. I mean, this dude looks far older than me, and he's at least ten years younger. Yeah, he's dude. He's younger than me. He's like twenty eight. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'm fucking yeah. Yeah, he's in his twenties. That, that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, but uh, this brought us to the main event. Main event was a uh, Miedo Extremo coming back from DTU to go against Nick Gage. Um, mm-hmm. This was like a like a I guess a light tube fucking match because they had the light tubes duct taped to the ropes. Probably had a good like sixty light tubes, you know, um, going around. Of course, you know they fucking traded off light tubes like crazy. Did a ton of fucking crazy shit. It's exactly what you know you would want from a Nick Gage match as a main event. You know, mm-hmm. it, it didn't come off short. But I still think the Eric Ryan match. That, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if it was a better match than this, but. Overall, that sold me on on Eric Ryan. I think that had a bigger impact um, as far as the whole show. Uh, the interesting thing is at the end of the match, uh, Tremont said that they're going to do Gage and Tremont 3, which uh, I'm guessing Gage is probably going to take the title from him in December. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I think Gage is probably going to get the title. Um, no, man, I'm, I'm excited for that. I don't know how they're going to fucking top the previous two, though. That's... Oh, yeah, it'll be nuts, but I think Gage is the guy for that, too, because, you know, with him still kind of fresh out, um, you know, he's the dream match guy. So if you're bringing in guys to wrestle your champion, he's going to be the guy that you're going to be, you know, they're fresh matchups. All the shit's brand new, you know, coming out against Gage and then have him have the title. You know, you, you can main event that fucking thing every show, Gage versus whoever, and even better if he's holding your belt. Yeah, and I think I think that's the selling point for GCW right now is really Gage, you know. Um, yeah. Like this show was awesome, but I think you know Gage going against Miedo in the main event probably wasn't the best main event you could put on. Um, if they put him against somebody else, I think that's always been like the the, the ticket seller, you know, as far as like you know Matt Riddle versus Gage, you know, pack the house. It's Matt Riddle and Gage, you know, Tremont and Gage, you know, shit like that. But uh, even even Dickinson and Gage, I think that should happen in GCW again. I think they would, yeah. they would fucking kill it now. Yeah, I've said it for a while, even before he got locked up and everything, but Nick Gage is the the deathmatch, hardcore, stone-cold Steve Austin. So he's that over. He's that polarizing. Like, he, he really fucking grabs the crowd that way. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, like, I told you this yesterday, man. You can tell that dude is 100%, like, dedicated right now. So mm-hmm. big, big ups to him. Yeah. I know, you know, he's had his demons and shit, but it looks like he's he's really got his shit together. So yeah. good yeah, for him. Yeah, great. Good for him. But uh, yeah, not not nothing crazy that I remember too much from this match. I didn't um, 
I, f- I forget a lot of the spots, and honestly, it's because there's so much, so many fucking just. They all blend in together, dude. There's fucking a thousand of them. And you're having a good conversation about old t-shirts. <laughs> no, no, not through this one. I actually watched this one. Um, but it's, just, it's so many fucking spots, dude. They all just blend in together. So, like, the way I remember the matches is if I have recorded video from it, I'll watch it before we do the show to kind of remind myself. But uh, mm-hmm. my phone was dead by this point, so I didn't record anything, so I don't remember too much from it. Again, it's because, you know, you go through fucking five, six death matches with light tubes back to back to back, you know. And then that's the honestly the only complaint I have about this show is they should have they should just put, put a fucking you know a couple matches regular matches in between you know they had the three regular matches in the beginning back to back to back and all the death matches back to back you know yeah which I think is just to save some time with cleanup and stuff but I, it really I think the pacing man I think that would really 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 help out the crowd yeah it's it's definitely harder to get the ring clean you know for guys who don't want to fucking work in glass to work in between your glass matches so yeah i'm sure that's tough but yeah you're, you're right i mean they need some kind of things to break up the flow so all the death matches don't just run together in your mind one, one more thing about uh the, the sweeping and cleaning of the ring they really shouldn't have louis do that shit man i'm sure it doesn't offend him me personally i it fucking bothers me that this guy's sweeping the fucking ring i don't know how you feel about that man i think there's enough fucking guys there that can fucking sweep that. I mean, Matt Wolfie's doing it. Just fucking get to just sweep it up, man. I don't know why Louie's doing it. Uh, Matt Wolf's international. I don't know if you've <laughs> heard about that, but um, you probably shouldn't have international talent sweeping the ring either. <laughs> um, but yeah, Louie's, Louis, you know, a hardcore legend. I don't know that that's... I, he's the type of guy like, I'll help out wherever you need it. You know what I mean? He's a super nice guy, so he probably fucking volunteered. But someone should have said, nah, Louie, we got it, and have some asshole. Remember they used to have that big fucking goon that had like his asshole hanging out there oh, and just fucking yeah, sweep yeah. up the ring? I'm glad they don't have that guy as well, he but I mean, there's there's got to be someone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe not that dude, but somebody else. I know it's like Salvo <laughs> was doing that for a while. It's, Get some of these fucking fans, man. A lot of them would just love to be in the ring. Just get them to fucking sweep it up, you know? Yeah. Put Captain Dave in there, man. I'm sure Captain Dave yeah, will do a sure. great fucking job. But uh, I'll give it one last thing about the gauge match. Um, towards the end, the crowd was dying. And I'll always fucking give this to gauge, man. When he comes out, the fucking crowd just, just livens up. I don't give a shit yeah. if it's been a fucking six-hour tournament and you're dying. Last match, if gauge is on, man, the crowd is fucking alive. And... um. And that's that's how you want to end your show, man. You want to end with a fucking dead crowd, like like uh, CCW did at the last show, I guess. Yeah, he's got energy, and that's the thing. His intensity and his energy feeds the crowd. A lot of times, people just come out and and they expect the fans to just go fucking nuts. Which honestly, like I've never been a huge fan of that. Like especially as I got older, like. I'm here, clap for me. Like, no, motherfucker, you're supposed to do some entertaining shit, and then I clap for that. Like, that's that's the way it's supposed to work, I think. You know, to get a generic reaction, you do something to get the reaction. Don't just show up and be like, remember you like me? Now let's clap for a while so I get motivated. Like, eh, I, I don't know. I always like, a, you know, a Nick Gage fucking comes out intense and fucking knocks the shit out of a guy, and then it's like, okay, let's fucking go. You know, uh, that that's always gotten me into a match, you know, is the intensity of the wrestler who's fucking, you know, making you want to be intense as a fan. So you can tell he's really, really like enjoying it, too, man. You know, like you never really see like Gage like smile that much, especially during like matches. You know, you can mm-hmm. tell he's like really fucking taking this all in, you know, like jumping the crowd in the beginning, fucking, you know, just like fucking bumping into people, pushing people around, getting them hype. 
And uh, you just see him like smiling and shit. You can tell you later, this dude is like, this dude's like having the time of his life right now, man. I'm sure he, you know, after jail and all that really, you know, sets in and he really appreciates, um, you know, how lucky he is. Cause a lot of people probably wouldn't make it out of jail in a situation like that. Or a lot of people just wouldn't have that opportunity to be in front of these people and, and, you know, get that kind of reaction. So I think sure. he's soaking it all in. But uh, I think that, that about wraps it up for, for GCW. Did we miss anything that, that you want to talk I- about? I think. I don't think so. I mean, I had a lot of shit going on, so I possibly we could always grab it next week if if need be. Yeah, I'm sorry, I want to mute for a second. But yeah, we'll okay. uh, we'll see if uh, JCat can get his hands on this footage. Maybe I'll watch some of this stuff, and then uh, we'll recap it next week. If you don't recap it by Wednesday, but um, yeah, yeah we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, Allentown is gonna have GCW next time. CZW, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, I don't even know what the well, hot hot buzz hot hot buzz yeah, yeah. hot buzz hot buzz they could change it all they want this show will forever be hot buzz yeah. hot hot buzz is happening actually I have I have to remember to, to ask DJ about the hot buzz and yeah like what what exactly made you think that was a good fucking idea now you forgot about Night of Infamy and you didn't know that the fans were you know so invested in that name but like. Let's just say that you were naming any show Hot Buzz. What the fuck do you think that that sounds like to anyone? Like, stop it. Just fucking stop it. I want to know who came up with that name. Who suggested it? That's, I'm guessing it's Sammy, because ever since he took over, it's all been, like, silly names. You know, Wolf of Wrestling and Evolution and Hot Buzz. It's not a coincidence. Three back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. Come on, it's Sammy. Yeah, I guess so. It's, Jesus Christ. It's so bad because the commentary just calls it Wolf of Wall Street, the whole fucking show, too. <laughs> forget it's a wrestling show. It's like, yeah, let's just call it the movie. Uh, I mean, wrestling, uh, back to Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, wrestling is like, dude, the whole fucking show, you guys are just calling it Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk some wrestling. We'll see what happens with uh, Leo Rush. We'll see if he's still with the WWE after this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, thanks for listening. Check out uh, JCat Wednesday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash Yakuza. Subscribe to him on iTunes. Check out THT, uh, mixler.com slash THT Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Uh, subscribe to the THT Network. I put up a thing up there for all the bonus shows. Uh, I throw this show up there. I throw the main show up there. Just basically a little bit of everything in case I do any extra stuff. I'll just uh, put it all up on there. So definitely go check that out, and we'll be back next week. Hey, yo, what you know about this world I'm in? A night I twist up and get drunk till I earl again. Then I pour some more and start twirling them and might go and get my pipe sucked by your girl in them. If you a thug, stop girling them. When I see your car in traffic, I'm a jacket like Burlington. It's Cassidy. Who thorough is him? Nobody. I keep a gun tucked because I don't trust nobody. I got plenty biscuits. And y'all niggas like skinny bitches. Y'all ain't got no bodies. 
Watch how you talk to me, man. For you faggots get smacked with the dark skin part of my hand. Okay. I'm the best in the building. A prospect destined for millions. Threat to civilians. And my blood pressure is building. Catch feelings? You be wet catching the stealing. Weapons directed at your chest, neck, and your grilling. Still, it's no regrets, but I confess that I killed men. I spilled men blood on the rug next to their children. And if you want said it, cash betting is dealing. Yes, I will win, but I spill extra appealing. Come to Lime Kill, we got them ecstasy pills in. Got the whip fully equipped except for the ceiling. I got a stash in it, the Smith and Wesson could chillin'. I might get arrested, but until then, my blood If I hear you getting chips, pit bulls where you sleep. Hey, by you on the fucking floor, I'm squeezing. Click the fall, grip your whore by her weaving. Bitch, what motherfucking drawers the keys in? Got you on your knees like a broad and you pleading. Uh, you got it, dog. Take it all. I don't need it. I clap you and had you on your carpet, bleeding. Uh, Throw your stuff in the trunk of the Ford, then I'm leaving. And now I got raw a little more than I'm needing. And that's the reason why you and your whore screaming. Pull and squeeze, then if you holding them hammers. I'm focused like disposable cameras, nigga. Build out blood pressure, 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 build out bl